Yep. Stairs. You're listening to Topics Under the Stairs. As always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ryan. Hello there. Uh, we have three very special guests with us today. We have Ryan from Widowmaker once again. Hello. We also have Chris from Widowmaker. What's up? Uh, we heard a lot about Chris on the last episode that Ryan joined us on. Um, and they also brought another secret special guest, Kenny from Second Wind. How's it going? Uh, so pull that mic closer to you, boys. Yeah. So you, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to, so obviously the difference over there. They all so cute. Yeah. We're always, uh, we always talk a little bit of beer. Obviously tonight we're going to talk a lot of beer. Happening. Um, we're coming up on their, uh, four year anniversary at Widowmaker. So we thought it was a nice time to, uh, have the boys join us again and, uh, get some updates on everything they have going on. Happy oh, yeah. to be here, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, before we get rolling, we'll uh, get into a little light housekeeping here. All right. So today we're brought to you by the New England Auto and Truck Recyclers. They are the purveyors of premium recycled auto parts. Love those guys. Absolutely. They're located out there in convenient Central Mass, Winchington, Massachusetts. Drive by there all the time. Drive by, say hi to Tonga on your way through. And they also offer engines, transmissions, body, wheels, used tires, interior parts, and Many other things. They're all clean. Damn right they do. That's right. They're all clean, tested, and reliable, and they all come with a six-month warranty. Crazy. Six-month warranty on uh, used auto parts. Exactly. Unbelievable. You go to findusedparts.com. How can you, you forget that? Findusedparts.com. I mean, it's pretty simple. Or you can call them at 1-800-553-3080 and make sure to check out their YouTube channel as they do full walk-arounds of all the cars and parts they have in there. And if you don't see something you like, hit them up anyway, because the chances are they can find them in the network. And that's findusautoparts.com. Yep, that's Neater, Winchenden, Mass. Let them know that the Revival Motor and Boys, boys. sent you. The Boys sent you. Yep, come on down. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by the 8th Annual... Duxbury Oktoberfest. Dan was so jealous of this music. Saturday, September 25th, 2021. This year's Oktoberfest offers a casual, boisterous appeal to the seasonal Bavarian fest right in the South Shore. Now at Marshfield's Historic Winslow House, capture the feeling of a traditional Bavarian festival hall while enjoying some beers provided by their favorite local craft breweries, including the remarkable fall seasonal releases. Uh, a hearty and traditional Bavarian fare will be served for dinner. Uh, you can kick up your heels and celebrate to some lively music. Uh, this is a 21 plus event. Please keep the little kinder at home. Uh, there's a handful of fun competitions such as the best drindel. Did I say it's, it right this time? I don't know. I, I forget. I talked to Morris last week, so it was... We'll have to confirm Drindle. that. Drindle. Drindle. There's uh, no R. No R. Lederhosen and a Steinholden competition. Yeah. It's very exciting. Um, so check out DuxburyFoodAndWineFestival.com slash Oktoberfest to find more information on that. That's Saturday, September 25th, 4 to 8 p.m. Uh, definitely a good time. I went the last time they had it, and it was a blast. So don't miss that. 
You'll enjoy it. Lastly, love the music. I do too. It's so fun. Uh, lastly, check out uh, revivalmotoring.com. Got lots of new great uh, things on there. Issue eight uh, will be released very soon. Close to close to finished on that. Um, whatever merch is left after staggered, which was uh, yesterday when you're listening to this, that's right. We'll be up on the website. We have a few new shirt designs, new stickers. Maybe some hats will be left. We'll see. Can't say for sure with podcast time travel. Uh, but check out revivalmotoring.com. There's new YouTube videos, new podcast episodes from all four shows uh, up there every week. And you can check out revivalmotoring.com slash B for B if you just want to contribute. Uh, we're never going to go behind a paywall at Revival Motoring or Topics Under the Stairs or sounds Circle like, Jerks. Sounds like a bunch of bullshit to me. We're not going to do it. Nope, don't do it. We're not going to do it. You can listen to us for free uh, and do nothing. Or you can tell your friends and subscribe or you can... You know, donate to us on revivalmotoring.com slash B for B. Keep these wheels a turning. Keep these wheels turning. Keep the studio afloat. I mean, I don't want to do this in like my bathroom. Like the studio is pretty sick. It's going to be awkward if we're taking a bath together. Yeah. Well, we do that anyway, but not on mic. No. Shush. But, uh, but yeah, no, seriously, check out the website. Uh, big shouts to our friends at Cardinal Agency. Uh, they're a fantastic design firm that helped uh, redo the entire revival website. And um, they did an excellent job. And you can find uh, all the information you need right on there. Uh, get into some callbacks. You get any callbacks for this week, Ryan? No. Being as we recorded early, there hasn't been a lot of uh, things to transpired this week for me. Yeah. It's been a relatively uneventful week for me, too. The only thing that really changed was uh, I joined a shuffleboard league yesterday. Uh, like, you tell. You're, reti- you're retired. Yeah, yeah. basically. So it's uh, the dream. He's living the dream. I do have a membership at uh, my local vets club because who doesn't want two dollar cores lights really? Um, and they have a shuffleboard league, and uh, I felt. I mean, you have to join. I felt that I should yeah, join. Of course, you know. So I did, and it was a fucking blast. Margaret and, yeah. you know, Esther yep. look like they're having a grand old time. Let's go see what they're doing. <laughs> I was telling. I was telling him when I got here. So. All, all these guys, like you basically have to be like 150 to join. I think like, I don't know why they let me in and, uh, you gotta bring down the average. Yeah, exactly. So this guy, uh, this, this one guy is just busting my balls. The second I walk in, then like they pull your teams by like playing cards. They write your name on playing cards. And I was like, Oh, what card did I get in this guy from across the room? <laughs> probably, probably the Joker. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I see how this night's going to go. So, but, uh, then I fucking smoked him at the end of the night. So it was so worth it. There you go. So good. Yep. But no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so uh, it, it should be interesting. And you know, what the hell else am I going to do on a Monday? So it'll be a fun activity for us. I'll, I'll keep updates, um, on how the league is going, uh, throughout the episodes here. I mean, I'm going to tune in just for that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> shuffleboard's a big deal. I was never good at other sports, sc- so I got to be good at something. What's the score look like on that? Is it like one nothing or is it like 4,000 to 850? Played a 15. All right. Yeah, we played a 15, uh, two games a night. And uh, some people play like you have to hit exactly the score. We're not doing that. It's just like you got to get to 15, which is good. Cause that it gets, that's where it gets stupid. You know, somebody's at 14 and you get a three and then you keep going and keep going. Uh, I just keep going back and forth until. Yeah. But no, we're not doing that. Yeah. It's just first to 15, which is good. Cause that, then it gets stupid and you know, I gotta get to bed early. You know, I was out of there at like 10 o'clock last night, which is pretty good. To tend to, thank you. Yeah. I got things. Um, I hit King Richard's fair. I haven't been there in a while. I saw pictures. Yeah. That was all right. Have you guys been to that lately? 
not, no? not in a long it's time. About 30 yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> so it had been about 10 for me. That, and, been, that would have been appropriate for when you should have been there. <laughs> yeah. well, it had been about 10 for me. And um, one of my neighbors works for uh, a city or, you know, like some highway department or something. And they got free tickets at work. And he's like, I'm not going to go to this. So here you go. So we went. Um, I got my $10 four ounce pour of shipyard pumpkin. Oh, sweet Jesus. And, uh, nice. the place is infested with bees. There's literally thousands of bees everywhere the whole time. It was <laughs> you're, insane. You're, you're really making me want to go back. Yeah. <laughs> you're selling it. Pretty selling it hard right now. Um, but the ax throwing was fun. We had a blast doing that. All right. I'm that, back in. That right, was so reasonable. Can we talk about the ax throwing for a second? Cause that was yeah. crazy. Like just before COVID. Yeah. And I almost think COVID came around to stop the ax throwing because <laughs> people were going to die. Oh, like, I like that. I, you watch the videos where they hit the butt of the accident comes flying back at them. Yeah. Someone going to die. Well, <laughs> like at okay. the ax throwing places too, like the way they work it is like you have the bracelet and as soon as you have a beer, they cut the bracelet off and then you're not throwing axes anymore. Like that's how like the, the, the fancy places. Oh, work. you don't need to be drunk to fucking kill yourself. Like, <laughs> oh, I know, I know. But at King Richard's right. Fair, you can drink as many $10, six ounce beers as you want. They give you a and four you can just, pound, like. You so know. there's the knife throwing table, the axe throwing table, right next to the Good Chinese God. star throwing table. Right next to the, uh, what's the one with the, yeah. the two balls with the spikes on it? What the hell? They don't called? have a table for that. No, but what do they call that? that what was that's it? A, a mace. A mace. A mace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that'd, a, that'd I mean, you're talking about two big balls. Those are different. Well, I don't have those. I'm just talking about. <laughs> they did have a uh, giant balls with spikes on them. <laughs> they did have a museum of torture that we walked to. That was pretty cool. It sounds like you're already there. You yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it was the whole thing. It was cool though. You know, I I don't need to go again for another ten years, but it was cool. It's like Niagara Falls. You go like twice in your life. Yeah, once when you're a kid, and once when we have. I kids. haven't done and that yet. Do that. I That's gotta it. do that. Also, we went to uh, go see. Gate creeper knocked loose yesterday. Yes, we did. Oh, nice. It was sick. Hopefully I'm not broken right now. Yeah. I hope that I didn't hurt myself. Yes. Uh, I should have called out of work today. But only, only stage dives and high fives. I didn't hurt myself or anybody else. Nice. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe next week we'll I'll see. follow up with yeah. actual results. <laughs> next Monday we'll find out how John's yeah. doing. Yeah, we'll see. Um, did we just time travel? Yeah, we Absolutely. just did podcast yeah, time yeah. travel because that shows on Sunday. And today's Monday. <laughs> Tuesday. Today, no, no, no. Today's, today's next Monday. Oh, uh, right now it's Tuesday in our world, but in podcast world, it's next Monday. Oh, okay. That makes cool. more sense. Yep. When this drops, we went here yesterday. So, yep. So tomorrow is your four year anniversary beer dinner. It is. Wow. That's tomorrow. <laughs> it's here Crazy. already. Did you, I, I you're not ready for this. Are you guys prepared for that to be tomorrow? <laughs> I, 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 time really flies. <laughs> I definitely didn't get in drunk, angry fights with my wife in Asheville all weekend. <laughs> I don't know. We, had, we had a lot of good, we had a good fun. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, let's even go from there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's the end of the episode. Let's get this fucking thing rolling. Uh, let's get into some news. Want to do some news and then we'll get rolling. Sure. I have no news, but go for it. I have news. How come we don't have news? I you, skipped. Didn't, you didn't tell me to get news Breaking today. News. No, no. Because I, I, I got news today. You panic. I didn't do news. That's what I did last week. I this know. week I was prepared. Um... In Mexico, if we lived there, mm-hmm. we could enter a lottery to win El Chapo's safe house. How sick is that? Didn't they already bust his safe house? How safe is it now? Yeah, yeah, they busted it. 
but now they're just going to give it to someone like a civilian who so enters this lottery. I don't know. I think that's pretty sick. I'd want that. I feel like there's some negative juju going on. It's, it specifically says that they closed the escape hole under the toilet. Oh, perfect. Um, so you can't get to the hidden tunnels anymore. Um, but you can win the house. It's pretty cool. I mean, here, like they had vax millions. I'd rather have like, you know, the queen of meth safe house or something in, in Idaho. <laughs> that shit's in Detroit. Yeah. Well, no, that, that documentary is good. You got to watch that. I got to watch that. I do it's good. Watch queen that. of meth. It's about, uh, it's about, uh, the comedian Tom Arnold's sister. She was like a huge meth dealer in the Midwest. Oh no shit. Yeah. It's a pretty cool documentary. Actually. It's on uh discovery plus. You're loosely using the word comedian. Yeah. <laughs> Very loosely. That's true. Quote unquote actor. Yeah. Actor. I, I, you'd loosely be using the word actor Rose too. So I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's the lesser of two evils calling him a comedian or an actor? <laughs> um, you know, like yeah, the, the installation art, like the, you know, the, the secret Banksy paintings that pop sure. up places. Uh, so in Maine, a giant rubber ducky appeared in a bay. It's pretty cool. Um, it says joy on it. I'm looking at it right now. Here, I'll That's throw a it up. Pretty big fucking rubber. Ducky. I forgot we have this new technology. Yeah, right. Let me throw it up on the big <laughs> screen here. It's alone. It is. It's. Drift. It looks it's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> it does look a little sad right now. It's kind of tipped it's over. Drift, he says. <laughs> <laughs> so this is in uh, Harbor Harbor in Belfast, Maine. Uh, but the people like it. The people like it. So it remains, it remains. It's still there. The, the coast guard said it's not interfering with September any September 21st. And it's still there. Watercraft. Main, main people aren't known for their, you know, snap to it. Turn of lifestyle. Yeah. We gotta, so, gotta uh, back people. So, yeah. So that's, what's going on over there. I mean, who knows? I think we got one more news. Uh, Oh yeah, this is a good one. So the cup of noodles company, it's their anniversary, like it is the, the Widowmaker anniversary. Uh, yeah. They're turning 50. And in honor of that, uh, they're making... Please don't s- tell me I'm seeing what I'm seeing on this. Yeah, screen. yeah. They're oh, making soda that is Ugh. cup of noodles flavored. The most intriguing one that I'd like to try is the seafood cream soda. Oh, man. They're way ahead of it. N- nothing you said in that sentence makes any sense to me. Yeah. Oh, we, should, but, we should do I mean, an anniversary collab. I was going to say, there's, a, there's probably a brewery a right now that's working on it. We did just do a ramen. We did that was good. Yeah, we did a ramen. That was bomb. That yeah. stoner broth. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, we'll hit them up on Instagram. We'll see what they're, what they're feeling for the 51st <laughs> Ripping anniversary. Ripping our shit. Yeah, 51st. Yeah. 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 51st and 5th, yeah. yeah. baby. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Exactly. Five's a milestone. So Has anyone has anyone done like a like a seafood sour yet or anything? God, no. Please no. I've had an oyster sour. Oyster stouts I've had, yeah. Yeah, I have had I, oyster. I had, stone. I had an oyster goza stoneface. Really? Yeah, we just like showed up there one day and they were uh, literally like pulling oysters out of the uh, boil that they did with. Oh, that's uh, cool. Lemongrass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They let us eat them, and, huh. and then we left. So, yeah. Thanks, Stoneface. That was great. That was <laughs> it sounds pretty sick. I love oysters. Well worth the drive. I had oysters for the first time this year, the other day in Plymouth, actually. Um, yeah, it's you know, oysters are one of those things where it's like you're often with people who don't like oysters. So it's like, it's, you don't, yeah, you Me in the corner. Yeah. I know you don't like oysters, but you know, sometimes you don't want a whole plate of oysters for just yourself. But I went on a, it was Labor Day. So I went on a Monday and this place had like the, the $1 oysters and uh, I did a plate of them to myself. It was great. Nice. Yeah. I think last time I was here, we talked about my fish out or my, my my seafood allergy. Mm. Callback. And yep. I, uh, 
Oh God. I, I referred to my vulva <laughs> always flipping on my tongue. Yes. I meant uvula. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh, my God. That was so good. Me. Just told me to Google you. Uh, you yeah. The vulva. Just yeah. let your kids see you when you do yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you very graphically described a piece of your vagina uh, swelling and flipping on your tongue. Yeah, on your in tongue. basement listening to the show, and then all of a sudden, did I hear that? <laughs> Found it. Yeah. <laughs> How's how's Volvo was feeling? Too late now. Steering to the screen. awesome. Yeah, I think no. it was three or four. Years. Yeah, yeah. But the reason I paused there is because I had to like tell myself which one the right one was. Oh yeah, it is a I, weird word. I think you nailed it. It's the scientist's fault for naming them so close together. I mean, yeah. it, it can easily. It can yeah, I mean, they should have just called it Hangy Ball and yeah. made it everybody's life's easier. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't work either. Cause yeah, the, the Sylvester the cat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I have a weird story about my uh, my. Your vulva? You, 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 uh, um, I got my tonsils out when I was like, uh, you know, our generation, um, you know, younger, you know, older people, it's like you, you got a cold once they're like, rip those fucking tonsils out for us. It was like, uh, maybe we don't have to do that to everybody. And my particular pediatrician was in the camp of like, yeah, we don't do that unless it's an extreme case. Well, I was, but he was just a dick and <laughs> never did it for me. Thank you. And, uh, that's my favorite thing to do. <laughs> and, so um, and, uh, yeah, so I never got mine out, but I got like strep every year. And finally I went to an ENT, got mine out and I woke up and, uh, it was the best thing ever, by the way. If you think you need your tonsils out, highly recommend it. I don't snore anymore. I don't really get sick that much anymore. I told my wife she'll cut them out while I sleep. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it really made a big difference. I had no idea that I had sleep apnea until then. Uh, but I woke up and I'm like, man, my like hangy ball thing feels different. <laughs> and I'm asking the guy, I'm like, what's going on with that? Is that just cause like my mouth is swollen? He goes, oh no, I cut like half of it off because it was really <laughs> engorged. And I was like, what, why would you do that? And he was like, oh, it causes sleep apnea. And I was in there anyway. And I'm like, thanks for the fucking heads up, bro. Like what if I was like growing it out or something, you know, <laughs> what if I want to party in the yeah. fucking, you know, business in the rear, whatever. It was, it was just weird, you know, like, oh yeah, no, I just snipped it off while I was in there. Like, I feel like he fucked up. It seemed like excessive. <laughs> like he caught the edge of it with the cauterizer and yeah. was like, well, better get rid of that, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, I highly recommend getting your tonsils out. It's, it's a real bummer when you're older. Uh, terrible, terrible time healing. But besides that, well worth it. So moving on. <laughs> PSA. Yeah. It's taking a left turn real fast. Yeah, exactly. I don't know if we have any, I don't have any other news. No more seafood flavored soda. Go back to my notes here. So gross. Uh, I guess we can just roll right into it. So like I said, we're coming up on, uh, as you're listening to this, it's I guess it would be the week of your four-year anniversary uh, of the brewery being open, right? Four years deep. Um, mm-hmm. We got a fun week planned. So if you're coming out, John, I know you're coming to the beer dinner tomorrow night. Yep. Kenny will be there, guest of honor. Excellent. Um, Chris and I will be there. Ryan, I don't know if you'll be there, but we have a great uh, set of releases planned. Some beers that... uh are a year in the making and some beers that are uh, a year in the uh, requests on nice. the request line that we're, we're bringing variations back. So uh, we're excited to give them to the people. Hell yeah. Is, th- is there going to be like um, for courses pairings or is it going to be uh, yep. like just releases in addition to that? No. So every single release it's it, we really, really screw ourselves every year. <laughs> 
by doing <laughs> make this it beer, way worse than it should by, be. By yeah. doing, doing this beer dinner on Tuesday night before the the Saturday anniversary. Yeah, yep. It forces us to have the beers ready. Oh, so you have to have the beers ready so, t- like five days early, basically. There's a lot of weekend. We kind of we kind of forget until like two weeks before, and we're like, "Oh man, okay." <laughs> Should have started that eight <laughs> days, days ago. This is gonna suck. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, so we we have the we're on barrel it barrel I mean, age uh, bottle already packaged. Yep, um, and that's ready to go. So that is way ahead of schedule because yeah. there are beer dinners where we were packaging that like. 20 minutes before the event. <laughs> yeah, we took that one on early. We, that that beam bagged us a little bit on Friday. We were there pretty late. Yep. But, uh, it's done, so we, I hope everyone enjoys it. Yeah, we're. I think that's the one that we have here yeah. today to try, right? Yeah, we have. It's yeah. chilling currently. We had plen- yeah. plenty of shorts on that one. So. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, yeah, so um, I guess at this point, we'll have uh, released or announced uh, Rainmaker, yep. which is the barrel-aged stout, uh, and... At this point, we'll have released or announced Lil Comet, which is yeah. a session of Blue Comet. Oh, nice. That's awesome. Nice. So yep. it adds to the Blue Comet, Twin Comet, Triple Comet. Yep. We now have Lil Comet. Yep. yep. So this is the first time you've released that variation of it. Yeah. yeah That's we, exciting. We do a beer called Mr. Beast, and we took what we learned from that. And yep. people really seem to be into it this year. So we tried to take that with one of our favorites and yeah. do the same kind of treatment with it. It's got yeah. the same hop load of Blue Comet, but the... Uh, you know, base beer of what we do with Mr. Beast. So I'm a huge fan of that concept because I like, you know, just the style of beer that I prefer to drink is, you know, what a double IPA tastes like. So something like that's right up my alley. Uh, you know, those Mr. Beast has done great for us. Yeah. That was an excellent beer. Just just won a gold medal at the U S open. No kidding. That's awesome. Um, you know, I mean, Chris and myself and, and the, the guys who work out back or really pride ourselves on whatever feat we take on. Yeah. So let's knock it out of the park or at least do the best we can do. Yeah. And no, that's, that beer's done uh, really well for us. That was a home run for sure. That what was, that was like a, it's like a 4%, right? Yeah. It's a, I think four or five. Yep. Um, but yeah, four, like seven, four, five. seven. <laughs> yeah. You put on the can. Yeah. Yeah, what it says in the can. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. on there is what we Whatever my boss said is on the can. <laughs> yeah, what he said. Um, he signs my paycheck, so that's yeah. how that goes. I just work here. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, it's all mosaic, and uh, you know, we try to make it taste and and you know, drink like an IPA. Yeah. Because when we're I don't know when we're drinking on the taps, we usually go either lagers or something low ABV or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of another one of those beers we kind of brew with the intention of us drinking, but. No, that's, hey, it's a great concept. We were talking about low ABV, like just doing stuff around the house. Well, yeah, yeah. Like a uh, Burlington beer company has a series that they, they're like the gems. It's like the Sapphire quest and uh, amethyst quest. And they're like 3.5% mm-hmm. IPAs. They call them like nano IPAs or something. Yeah. Um, it's a cool concept. I like it. It's nice to be able to find the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. The older you get, like I got shit to do, you know? And that's the thing. It's like, I'm not, I'm just a quick drinker and it's not because I'm trying to get blasted, but if I, yeah, like if I have a four pack, if all I have in front of me is a four pack of, of 8% beers, like I can put them down just as fast as I can put down four cores lights. Yeah. And it's not the productivity level. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not intentional. It's just, you know, but so beers like that are much appreciated. For sure. Um, I like the concept of that a lot. That's great. Uh, any other releases for the week that will be announced as of Monday? Not as of Monday, but yeah. um, then there, there's, um, do 
you want to do you want to throw teasers? Or you want to just drop them? Well, I think if you look at the menu, yeah, true. There's, some, there's, there's, the there's, there's some Oreo blueberry ness going on for sure. Yes, and, uh, and Cassie, I love a blueberry. Cassie will be uh, a very might, pleased. It might about be that. double stuffed. Oh, which is a bigger, more a Robust. godly amount of Oreo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I get it. Um, like we're literal chunks yeah. of Oreo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I'm not even gonna tell everybody the secret. <laughs> yeah. No. So before I left tonight, specifically, um, I was instructed by my beautiful girlfriend Cassie's. When is Brewers Odyssey gonna come back? And I need you to find out. It's like I'll see what I can do. Need inside information. So um, we don't know. We don't so know. We don't know. <laughs> Speak up, buddy. I'm done. <laughs> I didn't even start yet. How are you done? Um, but yeah, that that's exciting. Um, I'm very much looking forward to that. And then there's another event besides the beer dinner, right? This is that's the Saturday. Yeah, you have some live music. Yeah, so a couple of the releases will be coming out that day. Yeah, uh, we have a limited edition glass uh, that's going to be pretty cool. We're, that's we're from gonna, the same guy that did the glass for Hop Smoker, yep, right? Sully Reynolds. Yep. Um, and and he really went all out on this one. I think people are going to really dig it. But nice. uh, we're we're doing you know releases. We're going to have Hot Chicks, the uh, Nashville Hot Chicken Sandwich food truck there. Yep. Um, we'll have those glasses and then, uh, and artists. John, I'm going to show you the glass. Oh yeah. And you yeah. tell me if everybody yeah, give should your buy it or reaction. Oh my God. Oh, that is so that sick. Is, that's fucking rad. Yeah. That is amazing. We think it fucks. Yeah. That fucks. It sucks fucks. to fuck scale. Yeah, it fucks. Yeah. It fucks. On the zero to fuck. Parental warning if you hadn't figured it, it out already. It fucks. <laughs> so we wrapped this episode. Yeah. That is badass. Yeah, so I hope you guys is, can bleep us out. So we don't bleep anything. Yeah. We don't bleep Saturday. anything. Oh my God. Yeah. So that'll come out Saturday with the two... Surprise. Headliner beer releases. <laughs> okay. And we got a, uh, an artist uh, that we're a big fan of, Michael Christmas. Um, he's yep. a rapper from, from Boston. Uh, yep. He hasn't really performed, obviously, because of COVID. Yeah. And he's got some new stuff coming out. He dropped an album during COVID that we, we really liked. So uh, we ended up figuring out a way to get him to perform. And he's going to be doing an intimate show um, outside in our patio. Nice. Uh, at 7 o'clock, we got tickets on sale. It's just basically your first drink. So it's just yeah. a way for us to control the crowd. But yep. um, they're on our website right now. Uh, it's 10 bucks. Get your first pour and you get to see a sweet show. Hell yeah. Nice. So that's Saturday the 25th. Yes. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. Show starts at seven for the concert. Nice. No, that's all very exciting stuff. I like that you have multiple things planned throughout the week. Yeah. And then, uh, with the, uh, I believe we're doing this, the, uh, barrel aged out when we announced that the Wednesday after the, uh, dinner, yep. uh, we partnered up with rain drink lab. They're a Vietnamese coffee drink lab in, Dorchester. That's where we've been getting the coffee for the last couple of years for rain drips. Yep. Um, Tom supplied us. He's the owner. He supplied us with this coffee as well. So we're, they're going to actually come in and do a little pop-up uh, oh, cool. at, at the brewery. I think he's going to bring coffee, but they have a Lionheart Convectioners and they do donuts. So it's going to oh, be that's awesome. coffee, donuts, and a barrel-aged stout. Nice. Um, so yeah, their stuff is killer and we're really looking forward to that. Let me get some other cool food trucks that weekend as well. So we're trying to make like the whole week yeah. from yeah, the dinner so on. Sunday we'll have high roller. Yep. Oh yeah. yeah. I roll lobster crab. about that. Yeah. Yep. So we're hoping people come out and hang out with us. And I don't know. I always look at the anniversary as kind of like the culmination of a year. We try to like yeah. hit on something that really hit for us. Yeah. I think we definitely did this year with, uh, the two Saturday releases and like, it's time to hit the reset button, but take a minute to kind of just reflect and thank, uh, the people who supported us obviously during COVID and yeah, have fun with the staff and kind of 
take a minute to get out of the rat race of every week. Yeah. I mean, this is an important week for us, but like, it's also a moment for us to like thank guys like Chris and Katie and people who work at the brewery and have kind of put their heart into making Widowmaker what it is. Yeah. No, for and sure. Who knows what it is, but it's important. It's, it's important to <laughs> it's us. It's something definitely, yeah, right? It's important to us. Yeah, we're ex- we're excited you brought Chris in. I know uh, you you came up a lot on the last episode, so oh, yeah, yeah. yeah you definitely referenced quite a bit. Yeah, <laughs> nice. No, so it was cool to get another perspective on it for sure. Um, yeah, I know I'm really excited for the dinner. Um, I'm going to be out of town on Saturday, which is a friggin' bummer. Mm. I'm going to have to send probably have to send Kyle to go get me stuff. I know a guy. We can probably put some stuff aside. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm hoping people really kind of go nuts for those glasses. Cause oh, yeah. those glasses are, yeah, those are like one of a kind. Like I, I still haven't even figured out how to clean them. Like they're like, <laughs> yeah, good luck. Hit them with a pressure washer of some kind. <laughs> yeah. Just don't, just look at them. Don't, There's an odd don't shape, but they're them. pretty awesome. Yep. No, I know Kyle's ran up there for Tom a few times already. Oh, yeah. so our friend Tom's down in uh, Newport, Rhode Island. So it's a hike for him to get up there. So, Kyle's made a few stops for him, but yeah, those glasses, I didn't get the last one. And like, it's one I had like wicked buyer's remorse, like, well, whatever the opposite of buyer's remorse is the next day. I'm like, buyers are great. I was like, I don't really need that. And then the next day I'm like, fuck, I need that. I need that. You know, no, it's going. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to uh, work on that for sure. No, that's not going to happen again. Don't let it happen. again. You only YOLO once. Yep. Yeah. Oh, for Christ's sake. Yep. Uh, so, We've got a pretty good rundown on what to expect for all the four year uh, anniversary goodies. Um, do you want to talk about why you brought this other guy with you today? Or Yeah. So I spend a lot of time with Kenny. Yeah. <laughs> I spend a lot of time with Chris. Yeah. Yeah. It's more with Kenny though. And I was texting with Kenny at 530 this morning and we we're Good morning, love. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I looked at, hey, baby, I, looked, you sleep? I looked across the room and I said, why are you texting me? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, no, so we brewed a beer today at Second Wind. I think it's our oh, yeah. eighth or ninth collab. It's up there. It's, yeah, get it's in the, there, deep the, like. yeah, too many. One on one. We did the oh, yeah, collab. Yeah. We did For the Shore with Untold and Vitamin C. We also yep. did uh, Human Contact with told but yeah between uh proven land third revelation sunday family yep ocean under our feet two bastards in a basket uh mantelpiece oh you have a list i might (laughs) (laughs) no respect i thought you was gonna remember that obviously they come from my mind to be able to write down the (laughs) list yeah yeah yeah, we did like uh, a week to put that together so yeah i mean rattling off that list that's uh a, a brood ipa a milkshake ipa Triple IPA, double IPA. So, so today we we decided to do a, a session. Nice. So we both, uh, you know, they've been talking about, um, you know, landing success with Mr. Beast. We've been doing Buckshot. We just yep. were about to re-release. Uh, you know, as this airs, the our last week's release was uh, a re-release of Slingshot. Yep. Which was kind of the predecessor to to Buckshot. So. Uh, reformulated that, but uh, took some of those things together, put our heads together to kind of put together a South Shore uh, exclusive of a collab Hell session yeah. IPA that we'll be calling Little Boston. So follow nice. anyone who is picking up on all the, the theme there. They're all named after There Will Be Blood references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, That's awesome. So yeah, so there it is. It's out there. It's in the ether. Unlimited yeah. form. My, uh, Can't take it back now. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. So my the first beer that I had from both of you 
was third revelation. Um, I just, I popped in second win for the first time and you had that on draft. So I got a crowler of that and I went on my buddy's boat afterwards. So I just pounded a crowler of that to my face on a, a pontoon boat. And it was like the best day ever. And I was in love ever since. Uh, yeah, but that was like also one of the first proper milkshake IPAs I had too. Like when you guys did that, um, you know, there was a couple of breweries here and there that were doing them, but milkshake IPA wasn't something that, you know, you could pop into a, even a pretty big craft beer store and find regularly. Right. I mean, it was like pretty early on in that. Yeah. I mean, early on we, um, aside from Martin and Lewis, uh, yeah. Mystic doing a couple of their fraps. fraps. Yep. There were, there weren't a lot on the market at that time. So, you know, we've kind of grown into the, the name, the land of lactose. We've, we've tried to find <laughs> new ways of uh, yeah. working with it. I think, you know, critically, a lot of people expect it to be smoothie and just all fruit, but I, we really try to push the, the hot profile. Yeah. I like it. And, and an IPA a lot. Really keep it more about the balance of, of body and accentuating the fruit more so than just making, making it uh smoothie. But the thing I liked about that beer was we'd come off of hop fest the prior summer. Yeah. And I know you guys had donut shop. I think it was Sens might've been the other beer and we had, uh, what would become blackout and slingshot. Yep. And we said, you know what? We had a pretty good day that day. Let's, let's do something together. And so we ended up doing um, the brood IPA and the milkshake IPA were like 95% the same grain bill. Yeah. Widowmaker took it dry and we took it sweet. So yeah. the only differences were the, the, we, you know, the, <clears throat> the, uh, the lactose and fruit on our side and the yeah. yellow and how they dried it out. So it was to take two completely distinct styles and they were based, they were built on the same. That's same, a really cool same, concept. Same you guys like so, take the same and yeah. just kind of split it and do your own thing with it. That's awesome. And now we just, you know, try to come up with new reasons to hang out and yeah. Sounds like a solid reason to hang out for me. Yeah. Like even the lactose, the other thing that you said that really stuck with me was like when you were explaining um, the blender ender series, using the lactose to, to kind of cut the acidity of the fruit. Um, you know, I, I never thought about that way. I'm like, I'm just thinking of it as a flavor profile to make it creamy, like a creamsicle or something, but really it's to, to complement and offset some of the, the fruit profile too. Right. Yeah. I think it, it does both. Like it, there, it can be multi-purpose and, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I, I think Ryan, you were drinking the, uh, the intergalactic before. Oh yes. Oh, that I, was like really that, like good. the lemonade blueberry. It's super oh, tart. So good. Like, I think like, it would just be a different beer if we added lactose to that beer. Yeah. Uh, yeah wouldn't be able to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've, we've used it in a couple of different sours. I think it helps with body, but also, yeah, like some of the fruit we use and just the sour itself is pretty tart. So yep. for that getting lemon, which is also tart, like raspberry is pretty sweet, but you know, if we loaded it up with lactose, it, would be totally different. I like that. And it wouldn't be a lemonade. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lemonade. Yeah. So yeah, that yep. was, it, I, don't I think I'd be a fan of that profile a lot with lactose in it. I described, I feel as, bad that it, you wouldn't be able to drink it, but I mean, I drink it. I just pay for it later. <laughs> um, that the, uh, the lemonade, one, it just, it was, I don't want to describe it as thin cause it wasn't thin, but like it didn't hurt. Like when you drink it, it was like, Oh, there's the taste, there's everything, but you don't get that like burpy feeling after you for don't sure. get that. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah. God, I drank a milkshake. Yeah, It's you not know? as heavy. Exactly. Yeah. No, it makes sense. So thin, I guess is the best way to describe it. Yeah. I'm yeah. not trying to take away the flavor. Just no, the, I, don't th- I don't think for that. The way I do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. It's I mean, supposed to be like lemonade. Lower, so. It's low ABV. Yep. Yep. It's like that, that beer and that 
intergalactic uh, space libation series was built out of refusal to do seltzers for the summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we get a lot of people who ask about like anything with not lactose, but still like kind of those heavily fruited sours. So this is kind of our answer to that. But, and it's cool. Cause like, I don't know, we love lemonade and like now we just swap out different fruits and yeah, that's a great it's, idea. It's fun for us to mess around with like the first two we really like. So excited to see where it goes, but I, I love those beers where you change the flavor profile, but it's kind of the same concept. Like the blender under series two is another one of my favorites. Oh yeah. Uh, that, that Mandarin orange one. Whew, that's a killer. I love that one. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we got a couple of sours in the tanks. They'll be out in a couple of weeks. I think uh, people will be pretty happy with them. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Orange and lactose or orange and vanilla is always that a November. Whatever yeah, was like one. cranberry sour. Yeah. That's what we're talking right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cranberry. I've been liking the, uh, the like maple and cinnamon additions people have been using lately mm-hmm. too. Those are interesting. Yeah. Yeah. We, I think uh, when I was here last was when we released the one with yeah. the blender and blueberry. It was the one, yep. yeah, it was the one before the orange one. Yep. Yep. That yeah. was my, that was my personal favorite. Yeah. We, I loved that one. We used the same cinnamon we used on the barrel aged beer. Um, and I think it just kind of makes it taste like a pie without yeah. having to go crazy on the adjuncts or whatever. Exactly. It's a little goes a long way and I, I'm glad people kind of got what we were trying to go for because I didn't know how would, people would go over with it. But. Yeah, I feel like that's probably an ingredient that would be really easy. Like one more little bit could send it into a bad oh, place. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude, we were terrified. <laughs> 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 we started really small because it tasted pretty good. This goes wrong. wrong. It's going yeah, real wrong. Ruin yeah. it. Now, how does that, that must be such a scary thing. Like, you know, you see pictures of like, People pouring like cereal into things and stuff. And it's like, well, this might ruin this entire container. Is that like really how it is? Like it might just totally go to shit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I mean, we try to plan ahead. Uh, Yeah. Do like a small batch or something. Bungee jump. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We we hope we know the rules. We call this the employee batch. (laughs) Don't, don't, yeah. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes we just, you know, gun it. Like, yeah. You know, but a lot of times now, uh, I think that was more early on. Like we'll, we, we do mock-ups on a lot of stuff. Um, we try to scale everything up from small, even like down to a pint. Um, yep. A lot of this has helped with beers like Hop Smoker and yeah. other beers that have like really strong, super kind of intense adjuncts or whatever. Like when we did the mock-ups for Hop Smoker, yeah. we went way too hard in the terpenes and we thought we were going to die. Like like if we had gone that far on the... Uh, and then we did the, the first batch, we're like, oh, we are going to die. the last time we were talking about that, some like, poor guy puking in the parking lot? It wasn't you, was it? Refinement is everything. Like you, you have to refine. Like you yeah. look at a beer like Blue Comet that we brew so much. Yeah. Uh, that's refined over three years. Hop smokers refined over three, three or four batches. Yeah, how many mm-hmm. batches we've done. So we now, ex- can you explain the, the terpenes thing? So we had uh, a friend of mine who um, is in the cannabis business and he's not really a drinker like at all. Like he drinks like vodka sodas. Yeah. And I was like trying to, I, I think I was drinking uh did Stoner Broth have that in it? No, it was gonna, but then we were like, nah. I feel like there was something. We want to be yeah. able to drink this one. And sometimes the terpenes, like <laughs> after a pint, like I'm like, God damn. <laughs> yeah. No, there was, there was one I had like that, that was lemon and terpenes from another brewery. Yeah. And, uh, it was too much. Like yeah. it, it was like, I could drink one of them and I was like, all right, that's a really strong flavor. Uh, but now how, now what, what exactly is that? I was trying to explain it to him and he's not a beer guy and I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So what, yeah. what is terpenes? Um, so at this point it's like, 
it's basically just like a flavor compound extracted from plant, but like yep. so far in the process, it's just basically like a chemical, like they break yeah. it down to the purest form of that flavor. It's like some of the same oils that are in hops. Um, they're able to isolate that and then basically recreate like strains of weed or flavors that taste like that based on certain types of oil and stuff. Okay. Um, so is it like it's, it is an extraction from a cannabis plant? Essentially. Yeah. But at this point we can use it legally. It's not derivative from plant. Yep. I, that part I don't necessarily understand, but it allows us to just get right around those rules. So <laughs> yep. it's perfect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, I don't know. We just had the idea and it, it, it's super easy to use in like in a beer. Um, yeah. It's water soluble so we can make that work. But the hardest part was picking the, the blend. So yeah. we did like, like I said, we did mock-ups and we got a, we got like 20 different samples of different terpenes from purple punch to strawberry cough. And oh, wow. we mocked them all up and me, Ryan, Colin and Bud did a big sensory panel on, uh, I think we made it through like the first three when we realized the dosing rate on their website is fucked. uh, (laughs) And we were, we were going on like the lowest scale. The purple dragon in the corner told me this is wrong. I I couldn't taste anything after like the second one. And then, um, we ended up a couple days later when we all recovered finding, uh, the strain we really liked and we started really small and like, like he was saying, the, the first batch was pretty, I don't think it was intense. Like intense that you like couldn't enjoy it, but for us, like we, we wanted balance there. Yeah. Um, Cause we really like the base beer hop smoker too. You don't want it to like totally overshine what's going on there. Yep. But it's cool. They're weird to use. Like for hop smoker, we went with a super kind of old school, uh, hop bill. Yep. It's like a lot of Columbus and, uh, what else is in there? A lot of Columbus, a lot of Simcoe and a little bit of galaxy, but we tried to make it really dank and piney and resinous. And then the terpenes kind of add this, bubble gummy like juicy note over it that just takes it in a totally different direction so like if you get a chance to try the base beer yeah before we do that it's like night and day it is uh yeah i guess you know the way you're describing it makes so much sense to me because i like like a green flavor um but you know sometimes something like a heady topper it's like too much um so it's like a really good compliment to someone who enjoys that flavor profile but also like a straight up juice bomb IPA, you know, it really, it really combines, uh, those two profiles well for sure. So that makes sense that it, I'm glad you described it that way. Cause I was trying to explain it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, I said it but again. It's funny. Like you said, hold on. I got to take a picture so I can <laughs> beep his name, wherever our beep is. There we go. You just, uh, there is a beep. You yep. just talked about enjoying a green flavor and like you talk to anybody that doesn't drink beer. Like how can you taste green? But you can, you can taste <laughs> yeah. green. Like it's, it's such a weird green is a flavor. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to say your name. Yeah. Mr. I'm going to erase it. Yeah. Uh, What's wrong with <laughs> damn it. Timestamp. Do we get a beep every time we say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, man. No, uh, we did so well the first time. Yeah. Around. I only said it once. I, I think you got a perfect glimpse into Chris. The daily life of you guys. Chris and I at Widowmaker <laughs> is just like a bunch of kids who were in the back of the classroom. You just look yeah. at each other like, now what? That needed jobs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we get to drink. Can we make yeah. beer? Let's make beer. Yeah. yeah. No, it makes we, sense. We have uh, fun. Yeah. It sounds like it. And it sounds like the best job ever. So Chris, really. how did you get involved? Uh, I got laid off. Just kind of showed up one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I had been brewing for a little bit. Uh, I started at Castle Island Brewing and then I um, was there for a couple of years. 
Uh, I got laid off in December and then I had known these guys for a bit. I grew up in Braintree. So mm-hmm. when I was looking, um, 2019, not this past December. Yeah. That would, yeah. 2019. Um, but 2018, 2018, sorry. 2018. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was looking, Who was laying people off in 2018. It was really, a, I mean, it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't like anyone's fault or anything that I, I love those dudes over there, but it just, um, I had to figure out what I wanted to do. Uh, I was looking at a couple other places and then these guys reached out. Um, and then, yeah, I think I started work that day and, uh, I had known them when they still had like, they had the building, but they hadn't built out the spot yet. Yeah. I ended up meeting Colin at a craft beer cellar and, uh, we just kind of hit it off and then they invited me by, um, this dude got me into an elder show before I started working there and I never forgot that. So mm, there was, a, there was, there was a bond list. there. It's um, pretty dope. Yep. Yeah. So, um, when he called, I came by and, uh, been there since. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's been a, it's been a blast. I think it's been good good for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think we've talked about this the last time I was on like, and it's a credit to Colin credit to my other partner, Bud, and hopefully a credit to myself. We're not afraid to not be the most talented or smartest person in the room. And Chris was the first person we brought in the room who were like, Oh, this guy is better at this than I am. Yeah. And it was a, a you know I think a year or so that where Chris and I worked like really hand in hand on the brew deck together and around his one year anniversary we made made him or he he earned being the head brewer and you know when I see comments online of how Widowmaker is so much better now well you're shitting on me <laughs> <laughs> Damn, no, it, it's we are still buying the beer so I accept it it's, <laughs> it's a, but it is but it isn't it's because a true yeah to everything Widowmaker is, is like whatever anybody's role is, hopefully they're the best at it in the room. But yep. it makes your brand better. And they're the not, the Chris isn't afraid to take direction from me. And Chris isn't afraid to take direction or advice from Maddie, our sellerman, who's not a trained brewer. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's a full room of people who are allowed to voice their opinions and make Widowmaker, Widowmaker, what it is because really like there's no ego in the room. And I think a lot of that comes, it's combined ego. Like we're all trying to make Widowmaker what it is. You're all trying to do the best you can do. And I think a lot of that uh, speaks to your integrity uh, as you know, the boss and influence of it. You know, you're not afraid to say, all right, this dude's better at me than, than this. And I want him to, to run this portion of it. That's awesome. Yeah. And I mean, credit to, I mean, when Chris came on, we were about to bring Colin, my other partner, who I started Widowmaker yep. with, and we you know, even before Bud was in it. Yeah. Um, and Colin was about to put his notice in his job, and we found Chris was looking for work, and yeah, Bud and I asked Colin, like, "Do you want to come now, or do you want to come a year from now?" Yeah. And it ended up being another year and a half or so. Yeah. Thanks, um, thanks, Colin. <laughs> but and it was it was Colin gave up the salary he was going to make so Chris could come in. Yeah, and it was the best thing that Widowmaker could have done because yep, we had good beer and it just elevated us to having really good beer consistently. Yep, no, that's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, even like on you know all the social media things, it's like you guys are just killing it, man. Like with people like every style, like every single thing is like a home run. Uh, no, no matter what style it is, it's really it's really awesome to see. Oh yeah. Um, I appreciate that. Yeah. That goes a long way for sure. (laughs) 
<laughs> um, take, take all the things I just said. I like back. I don't know, and I'll, I'll, you know, send it back that way. Um, I like had no real, to be honest, like I had no real recipe development experience when I started. Like very little. Like I had done a couple beers, but like yeah, that I, brewery does a lot more. Uh, I guess I maybe that's where the consistency so what portion comes from, at, right? Was well, well for me, I was at Castle Island. So for me, oh, it, was, Island, it was more sorry. just like I had only been on the brew deck for I think it was maybe two, close to two years, I think. But I'd started like one day a week in the retail room. And then I got a job in the packaging line. And then I ran the line for a bit. And then I got to work in the cellar for a little bit and do centrifuging and stuff. So I, I kind of worked in each department sure. for a little bit of time. And then when I had made it up to the brew house, we were already, we had like, crazy seller capacity. So I was just doing a lot of shift brewing and stuff. There wasn't a lot of chances for me to try. And I never home brewed before yeah. I did this. Like I started there. Um, so when and I came you doing on, like the same thing over and over again, pretty, a pretty regimented schedule. Like for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Like we had a lot of core stuff. We did, we did some pilot stuff that I got a chance to like make my first recipes and they would let me use the pilot system a couple of times and stuff. But like my at bats for beers were pretty limited. And then these guys trusted me to, you know, take what I learned and, and I tried not to do anything. I haven't, at least done some research or planned out or whatever. So I don't, I, you know, I, in the same respect that, uh, I hope I helped the brand. They, you know, help me figure out how to do this. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I definitely respect. It's cool to like do this all and, and now see the progress over the course of the time I've been there. It's, uh, it's crazy to me still at four years now. So it's cool. Yeah, no, it's definitely, respect. definitely <laughs> awesome. And it's, it's awesome that, you know, Ryan was, you know, saw what you were capable of and, you know, you know, pass the torch in that way. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty rad. Cause before Chris, like you were primarily doing the recipes and stuff. Yeah. So I was doing the brewing, the delivering <laughs> of, you know, in, uh, the distribution locally, all of the things I was doing basically everything. So Chris, not only did he free me up off the deck, he freed me up to give the company identity Yep, that like, I think that's why we're here, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. because we didn't have one. We don't have to keep and, talking about it. Uh, <laughs> I think it was a valid point. And like, I think, uh, you know, Chris is more instrumental than probably anybody other than, you know, like as a group, him and I, like we're always bouncing beer names, beer, like beer design, the, the label, the packaging. If I have thoughts on, Hey, we're going to try this for marketing he's the guy I run it through or even Kenny. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times I send Kenny things like, Oh yeah. Is this the dumbest thing I've ever come up with? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel bad at times kind of stealing his time, but, uh, yeah, he's he, doing he, fine he, over he has, there. He has a, he has a good, uh, good ear and, 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 and listens to my bullshit of <laughs> does this work? And I hope, I hope I do the same for him as well. So, We'll find out when we have Kenny on for a whole second wind episode. Yeah. yeah. He, he no, really, I, I, he's going to come for a I rebuttal. Mean, I like to see the, uh, you know, I, I appreciate what Ryan had to do in terms of understanding. You start off with an idea for your brand and, and where you want to take your beer. But then as, as far as a lot of people jump into brewing with only the idea of how to make beer and how to run a company and how to run a brewery, not how to build yeah. a brand. Well, building a brand, running a business and brewing it's beer, like four different yeah. professions, Those are three very yeah, different exactly. things. And there's no way you can be perfect at all yeah. three of them. And knowing that and, and living through the the pitfalls of that, like to see the, the ability to, to kind of hand off the most mission critical piece of the thing that yeah. people take home, the thing that people are going to think your last memory 
yeah. of, of your brand and, and to them is the, that last beer they opened. So yeah. to be able to build a team and, and, uh, you know, continue to bring in talent to do that. Um, it's, it's uplifting because like, you know, I, I'm, you know, we're trying to do the same thing and, and kind of learn by the same. Yeah. The, if you don't follow that road of bringing, bringing in talent, realizing that everyone in our breweries learn from the same person, we can only be as good as the one person who trained us all, but to bring in, you know, and have someone who comes in with exterior experience and yeah, but having the ability as Ryan did to, to listen and be like, you know what, this is critical to making us who we're going to be. And even though it's not the, uh, wasn't invented here, wasn't his ideas, he's open and taking on those ideas and, and it's, it's been better for everybody in the, in the room, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. That's huge. A lot of praise for them. Yep. I'll take all the credit though. So. <laughs> <laughs> makes it, I, I think just, it makes, I, it, makes I, it easier yeah. to swallow. I think he just hired me because at that point, no one liked any music he liked. So there was a point I was wondering where, if he hired you because you look yeah. like a younger version of him. Like <laughs> right a lot of similarities. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like, like I can't, like the you're first time I met him, lost, we just like, like, like nephew or something. <laughs> the first time I met him, we didn't even talk about beer. We just talked about music. And then, yep. yeah, from, yeah. from there on out, he was like, no more corn guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we did have some jug heads. Yeah. Yeah. Brewery uh, early on. Yeah. Uh, oh, you got a lot of people listening to like some mall metal in there and stuff. Well, no, I, I was yeah. the good thing was that I was always the boss. Yeah. So everybody had to listen to my music, but everybody complained. Uh, yeah. The complaints stopped when I was like, no, the most important guy also wants to listen to what I want to listen to. Yep. <laughs> that does help. And because I just turn off whatever they're listening to. <laughs> yeah. Now there's a, there's a serious, work like this. There's a serious power struggle. There is. Oh, no. For yeah. music. It, oh, tell us. When the tap room's so, not open. Yeah. yeah. It is it's fucking doggy dog. <laughs> our, our team has grown. So we're yep. on the topic. Shout out to the team we have now because without them, we couldn't do this shit now because we just keep trying to learn more and. The other brewery got added a ton of perspective around last year um, for some of the beers we do now. Should he taste the music though? Blend render. No, he does. <laughs> he, he can, he does it. Uh, Lemish, if you're listening or if you listen to when this comes out, um, he does it on purpose. He knows how to push buttons and I've never yep. met anyone who's better at it. Like if yeah. the day's going bad, yeah. give it like 45 seconds and it will get worse because yeah. he'll find like the most obscure song and he'll put it on as loud as he can throw the tap room even if he knows we're gonna get mad about it which is just <laughs> he just barrels through it it's great that's um, awesome but yeah on mondays and tuesdays we're not open so whoever gets to the uh the bluetooth the iPad, first oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's never me but like if if also when the the album stops you can you can just start the next that, album. Yeah. So it's like a constant war and like the packaging guys will try to like plan their piss breaks to like get over there and like <laughs> turn it off. Or, and if they put on something really rough for a while, I'll just throw on like every Black Sabbath album in like a queue and, like, and they know I've kind of like, I've had enough, but my turn now. Yeah. And I feel bad for these guys cause they're just in the office and they get to hear if I have all to hear war pigs one more <laughs> the, freaking time. The, we, the studio we're recording this in is double the size of, the Widowmaker's office. Yeah. So we're, we're just and that's shared with five people. Yeah. What? Oh, that's tight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's super tight. So is that, so uh, but, uh, is that the secret room behind the merch? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, and in that room, Colin is always listening to like the same da baby. six da baby songs <laughs> on the laptop speakers. Yeah. If you, if, if, like, if we made a playlist of everything that everyone listens to, you'd think we're all insane. Yeah. Like, that's like my, that's like my sole personal playlist. Everyone. But then it all insane. gets reset. Like yeah. a cracker to reset your palate with. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Save so, Matthews. Aunt Mar- Ants go marching. Oh, Ants, no. 
and that's where my that. life ends right us. there. So, I'm hold done on. There. This, yeah. this start. Can I explain this? This yeah. started. This started uh, as a joke again. This lemish. Yeah. Uh, he just brought up one day. He was like, "Do you think the the snare hit and ants marching <laughs> is the same tempo as Jack and Diane's clap?" Okay. So we were like, fuck, I think it is. And yep. we just kept playing. Let's line back. this up yeah. and see what happens. We just kept we playing. We downloaded like RPM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> per minute. Uh, yeah. So those beers sucked that week, but we, uh, <laughs> we, we got were, distracted. Yeah, we, were, we were getting down to it, but um, we, uh, yeah, we, so we did a lot of science and research and then uh, we just realized how bad Ants Marching is. Mm. And oh, so bad. So that became Lemish's thing whenever anything bad happened or whenever it was kind of quiet or if no one played a song, that you, song just, come you on. just hear. Oh, that's awful. So now it's on all our playlists. It's yep. just randomly oh. peppered in every day. <laughs> oh my like God. you can't that's go, you can't go, awful. you can't go like 45 minutes without hearing it there. And that's now awesome. we're coming around to it, you know, like, yeah. and are there, there's, you'll just or, hear the oh, yeah. person clap yep. yeah. and clap. So yeah, until the last person, in the brewery staff throws a it. stool at and them. Once, I think the room just knows when the last person starts and then we just stop. And yeah. Like, that person's. Yeah. So if you go into what's uh, this is a, a little a little hack for anyone who sh- who goes there when we're open and yeah. we're working not open but like when we're working behind the wall. Yep. You go in there and you clap to the the tempo of ants marching and we're yep. back there. We will clap back every That's time. Awesome. Yeah. And if it's Maddie, sorry, Maddie, like Pavlov's dog. <laughs> I don't know what Matt, to do. Maddie's always got his podcast in his ear, so he can't usually hear on time. So he's he's always a little off, yeah. like so, a second yeah, off tempo, it's like one half tempo. I know off. I'm supposed <laughs> to be doing something. Yeah, right I didn't now. want to come up, but he's always the last. <laughs> he, he <is. laughs> Although uh, I, will, I will say recently, he's been the first lately. He's just keeping us going, you know. Yep. Or something falls. But like makes makes a makes good a clapping impact. noise. Keep, keep it going, yeah. yeah keep it yep. going. I hope this. I hope someone else does this. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> Kenny can attest. Where that night you stayed at my house when Frank from Twin yeah. Elephant, we went to bed at like four <laughs> or five, like when the uh, mushrooms wore off, <laughs> and we had to be at the brewery by six. So I set a <laughs> uh, alarm clock to play through my house sono system. Of Ant's Mark. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah. not in my room. So I snoozed yeah. it. Well, you guys just had to slowly wake up. <laughs> yeah. So if Dave, you're listening, hit us up. Oh, we yeah. have a signed. Oh, we do. Yeah. yeah. Dave yeah. Matthews, when I think we talked about this when I was here last time, I keep, I, sorry for keep saying it's a crush. No, it's fine. But we, like, so again, my brewing skills versus Chris's brewing skills, though it was on the uptick before. Chris started. Uh, we were down low on and on tap, but we always we said by August of 2021 we'll become a four yep. on on tap. We became a four in like March or April, and the next day Dave Matthews sent a signed poster. Yeah, no congratulating way, congratulating yeah. us for becoming a four yep. on no tap. Yeah, of a promotion poster for Ants Marching. Yep. That's pretty wild. Hit single on MTV, yeah. Heavy Rotation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That guy keeps his ear to the, you know, ear to the ground. Handwriting, yep. oddly yeah. similar to mine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> nonetheless, Dave. Yeah, he did it. Yeah. Thanks for doing it, Dave. Disciples of Dave yeah. is what we call ourselves. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> the DOD. The, the boys. The yeah. DOD. Special <laughs> clearance needed. Yeah. We're going to get like biker vests and shit. Yeah. It'll be next should. year's merch release. I'm glad it's Dave Matthews band and not like a Creed song though. Oh, don't get oh. us wrong. Creed um, is on the now list. Now you yeah. you got a little yeah, lemish yeah. in you, John. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, lemish somewhere right now is grinning. Uh, he's gonna uh, he's gonna love this. Hopefully, in is he a big Creed guy? <laughs> no, uh, he just knows what 
Uh, people hate. Oh, he knows yeah. what sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever um, seen that? Um, Creed Treads? No, the, um, it's, what the hell are those things called? It's not a Venn diagram. It's like a flow chart. It's a flow chart. And it's like, do you listen to Creed? Yes and no. And if it says yes and it's like, then the next one is, should I drink battery acid? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's so funny. Now, yeah, uh, anyone... Yeah, Creed's up there, and then anyone from the grunge era who's got like a good like, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That, uh, that's that's been, um, that's been the new thing. Like Eddie Vedder, yeah. Um, there's like a bunch days of, of the new, days of, or, days or what new, about um, sure. every Godsmack song? Get away from me! Oh, man, I think Godsmack. Stay away from me! You know, he can say whatever he wants, <laughs> yeah. and he'll not admit it right now. But I think he actually likes Godsmack. I'm not gonna lie because uh, he yep. he like he brings it up a lot. Yeah. Um, there's a guy. Uh, he was from around here, but now he's, he lives in L.A. He has this. Uh, hilarious like parody merch company meth syndicate oh yeah 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 um i've got a bunch of his shirts but he, he makes a, yeah yeah exactly yeah. um he uh he makes a shirt that says nutsack but it's the godsmack logo <laughs> it's, it's fucking brilliant i love it hell yeah give us a chance to throw dave in there we will take it they're holding this bottle like they want to drink yeah it. I feel it, like is it time for that thing let's do it man let's do it yeah let's uh we're gonna do this properly and drink it out of red plastic cups it's gonna be perfect the way it was intended. It seems appropriate. Yep. So what's the name of this one? It's called Rainmaker. Rainmaker. So we do a beer. It's a, a double. It's so dark. Oh, yeah. The double milk stout um, with Vietnamese coffee, Vietnamese cinnamon. Uh, it's got lactose in it. A little bit of lactose. It'll be okay. All right. Put it in a barrel. Um, yeah, it's got to be fine. A uh, yep. little bit of lactose and uh, some vanilla. And then so we took the base beer, aged it, and we took the blend of our three favorite barrels uh, pulled those barrels, blended them, and then added the same adjuncts again post-barrel because the base beer didn't have the adjuncts going into the barrel. This um, seems way more involved than what I ever pictured a barrel-aged beer to be. Well, so we when we uh, when COVID hit, we we got a storage warehouse and we wanted to make the most of it. So we started buying barrels and filling them with stout. And yep. we do, got a couple other uh, things that'll happen hopefully next year. So now um, how long do you age them? This one's generally. Uh, this one, I mean, we have more of this batch that we'll pull at different times. This is probably the youngest we'd go with it. Okay. It's about a year. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, we, we did a barrel selection. We chose our favorite and we went with these three. Um, but yeah, we'll see where these, we have other barrels of this batch. We'll see how they go. But uh, yeah, we just, we really had a good time brewing with Tom. Um, he's been supplying me coffee for years for everything, every stupid idea we've had. And, and he's a great guy. So we want to do something special. And then I think, uh, I think rain drips is one of our favorites from last year. So we just wanted to kind of do something cool for it, but yeah. Awesome. And the barrels are different too. So like two of the barrels are heaven Hill, heaven Hill bourbon barrels. Um, and the third barrel is a bourbon barrel that housed red wine previous. Oh, or the, the last, oh, the cool. last liquid in it was red wine. And it gave off like, like I think Chris We're gonna narrowed like, it down to like chocolate chip cookie. Yeah. So like that one was young. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll pull that again, the other half of it at some point, but we, we didn't expect it to be one we wanted to pull. Yeah. Um, and then we tried it and we were like, it has to be in this, this blend. Cause it, and it also kind of back blends a little bit. Like if sometimes you back blend with just regular base beer. Yeah. And this is kind of perfect cause it was a young barrel. So we didn't have to back blend it and you didn't really lose any of that barrel character. So mm. we were really happy with it. But the wine flavor, I'm really intrigued by it. Any any beers that have a wine well, profile, I've always I liked. What was that one with the wine? The weirdo maker had a wine musk, it right? They drank it, so like I feel like we're at a, a different good, good right now. Yeah, we're professional it's, drunks, so we. Yeah. Oh wow! I mean, it's got a good yeah, smell you to can it. Get the aroma off this six inches away from. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. 
Who's measuring? <laughs> or 12 inches. What's the first? Lines. What's the first thing on the nose that you get? I feel like it's cherry, but it's not cherry because cherry is gross. But I could get some uh, cherry off this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely yeah. get a cherry vibe. I get like a cherry chocolate. But a good yeah, cherry. yeah. It's, it's like a mocha chocolate cherry, yeah, rather. Yeah. Not like not like uh, maraschino cherry, like real cherry. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's no wrong answers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, obviously the, that like. See, I get the chocolate on the back yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. I'm the I'm the opposite. I get the chocolate up front. For sure. I get a lot of chocolate on the nose. The one thing I don't get on the nose is cinnamon, which I prefer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that cinnamon on the back end gives it like, yeah, it's, got it's that almost warmth. like a doughiness with the cinnamon. Yep. And like, I really get that, that cookie. Yeah. It's got that. I just shoveled snow, chocolate, cinnamon feeling on the backside. Yep. Yeah. We're, we're kind of happy because the Rangers without the barrel age, the other version of it, the cinnamon's pretty intense up front, like at least right out of package, it kind of mellows after a little bit. Yeah, uh, this this base beer holds up to it, I think, because the the oak and and what's going on with the bourbon and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I like how it it finishes with the cinnamon. And it's like, like it, a perfect ending aftertaste that lingers a little bit. In the middle is flat, and that's not a that's not like a criticism. Like it's a very smooth flat. Like it's perfect. <laughs> you get that taste, and it kind of flattens out, and then you get the. What I, I think this beer yeah. has a nice, like a like a, almost a molassesy. It, like, exactly, it's very it's smooth not though. Oh, thick, yeah, but like, yeah. like it, I think it's thick enough for like what those hype boy stout, yeah, barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just want, but it, like I think we've talked about this before. Like drinkability is like the number one thing for Widowmaker, and hundred percent, a lot of people. Yeah, no, a, a beer like this that was much thicker. You know, yeah, of course. Okay. <laughs> Important to second wind as well. Even, uh, you know, for, like me personally, I, I'm more of like an IPA drinker than a stout drinker. I, like, I drink stouts and porters and stuff in the winter more so, but this isn't so heavy that it would turn me off from drinking it in any weather. Really. It's, uh, it's perfect. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, the chocolate's definitely well, just the first this right thing. Now. Yeah, sorry, it's really right now. It's okay. No, the chocolate is is like the yeah. big punch for me yep. at the beginning. Uh, it's definitely a cool flavor profile. Now, what? Now, what's the difference as far as like the wine? Now that this was in a uh, a barrel that had wine in it at the end, and Weirdo Maker used a wine musk. Is it right? Wine must, yeah. Okay, wine must. All right. So what's how? What is that? Uh, so it's basically just like the grape juice and also like the. Uh, stems and seeds and stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, so for that beer, we use like, it's like the way they would process, like they use the juice and the grapes to make wine. They ferment that with the wine yeast. We just took that and added it to a double IPA and fermented out the double IPA with the wine as well to try and leave behind some of those flavors. As okay. Kind of meld with the hops. Um, it's not supposed to really drink like white wine or anything like that, but it adds some notes behind the hop profile or whatever. But I'm a, I'm a, pretty into wine. So it's just something I want to do forever. And I figured we were looking to do like a, you know, that we do that batch every hundredth turn. So, yep. or now we do. So we've done two iterations of it. We'll continue to do it, but it's kind of special for us. The label shows our whole team every time we do it. So I'm glad we could do it for that beer. Cause it's something I wanted to brew forever. And uh, it's probably one of my favorites that we do. So yeah, I'd like to keep changing it up. Like the first time we did a couple different blends of wine grapes was Gewurztraminer and another one. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> and I'm probably not going to remember the other two. Yeah. They were great though. And then, uh, we chose different hops to try to complement whatever grape we chose. So Chardonnay, uh, Chardonnay. Yeah, Chardonnay and Riesling on the last one. I got it. Yep. 
And I think that means it was Savion Blanc on the first one. Yep. Um, so now Riesling must've been tricky cause that's a very sweet wine, right? Uh, yeah, it, it, I think all of them can be somewhat sweet where they're white. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, my wife is a wine, not a sommelier, but close, but yeah, you can, you can get the, uh, Rieslings run the, the gamut. I mean, most people like the sweet Rieslings, but they do run, yeah. they can run dry. They do have some drier ones. Yeah. yeah. And the, these, it was cool. Like we tried the, the grapes beforehand. Um, we chose like a specific amount of each to try to <clears throat> figure out the ratio of which we wanted the flavors to come through. And then we went based off that we chose the hops. Yep. Um, we didn't differentiate from the hops too, too much in the last two batches, but we did first one. We had some Rewaka in there. It was Citra, Rewaka and Nelson with like a touch of galaxy. The second one we went with, uh, Citra, a fair amount of galaxy. Like we got a really good fresh batch of galaxy that we use on that and Nelson. So we ditched the Rewaka for this one. We just felt like the galaxy would showcase those flavors a little bit more. Yeah. And, uh, they, they were definitely different, but I think the same idea. Love the Nelson hops. Yeah. We've been I loving think, them too. To refer back to what we were talking about, hop smoker and refinement, like if it wasn't for beers like that, I think Weirdo Maker might have struggled on the first iteration. But like it's learning what we learned on hop smoker to yep. know, hey, subtlety and uh, not uh, overdosing is, yeah, is like, the ticket to success when you're when you're playing with adjuncts like that. That's going to be tricky, too, because you get excited about like a, a flavor profile that you want to play with or something. And it's like, you don't want to put all the effort in and not taste it. So it's like, it's even knowing, you know, what you guys know, it's got to be tempting to put a little bit more. Well, if in. you put something on the label, you want to taste you, it. You take a gamble of people going, this beer is not good if they don't, yeah. if yeah. their senses don't taste, taste it. it. The bat. Exactly. Yep. So it, it's a, yeah, it's double edged. Like, you, yeah, you could overdo it, and then and then you get the oh, other this people. Beer sucks, yeah. but I taste it. Yeah. Or, or you get the other people who like won't buy it because it has that word on it. But in reality, that word might not be a heavy part of the major forward yeah, I think profile perfect, of it. Perfect uh, for Widowmaker is Honeymaker. Yes, like, that beer does not, to me, taste like honey. I 100 percent agree. Like it, it, it's a just a really nice hoppy New England IPA, double New England IPA. Yep. And it just like we've talked about with the lactose, like it, the honey balances out um, the hot profile there for me. And it's just, a, it, it's a little sweeter. Yeah. But I, I don't think it's overly like honey flavored. No, I totally agree. And same thing with the, the triple, the, the bees made honey. I don't think that that one has like a super honey, you know, forward flavor to it either. Also just won a gold medal at the national honey True. competition. That one did. Congrats. That's awesome. Nice. Fucking Michael Phelps over here. <laughs> <laughs> All the medals. Yep. See, I was a silver medal winner. I, I smoke. Now we're gold medal. Yep. What well, won the silver? JD Power. Associates. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, we have, let's see. What medals did I win? Let me read the list of awards. Yeah. <laughs> I know <What>? Greenbush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God damn it! Damn it! My list of medals. <laughs> Where do I start? Oh, he's got to scroll yeah. up. Yeah, I won Patriot Ledger Carrier of the Week. Yeah. In 19 when I was seven, when I was seven years old. Yeah. 
I Student missed of the no Month, driveways. 1994. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I won the spelling bee in third grade. Oh, I uh, definitely didn't win that. Yeah. No. <laughs> if you follow Widowmaker and read my post, <laughs> <laughs> you certainly no, I did not win any spelling. That's why I passed my phone There's to Kenny. There's a zip left in this. I'm going Spell over. this when for me. When we first started, yeah. I was about to do an Instagram post, and I had Kenny proofread it for me. this. <laughs> And that happened. That happened live right here on the show. Yeah. Sure did. <laughs> That's so good. You have a proofreader. questions. That's how you know Ryan's. We haven't like you know hired. A you haven't gone too corporate. We haven't hired a marketing person. If there's misspellings, yep, I still got the app. Well, so that's a funny thing. So I type when we release the episodes. Basically, uh, the behind the scenes look at topics under the stairs. I edit the audio file as far as beeping out name and. Yeah. Uh, then I put a couple things on it to dial in the, the, the volumes on the mics and I send it to Josh podcast daddy and I type a description of the episode and then I read the description of the episode afterwards and it's often changed. And it's not that he's changing any of the information that I put there. It's that he's fixing all of the drastically awful uh, grammatical errors that I have in the description. <laughs> I, did all, like, I have to write the post like in the morning. Yeah. So I like, guess today I wrote like, we did, we uh, did quarry juice and I yeah, was, that I, one had a long description. I always, on I always it. find it difficult to like re promote beers, especially like beers that are always in rotation. Yep. So I was like, Oh, and I was just, I got, I had like, I took a half day yesterday cause I just had like a long weekend. Yeah. And so I, was, I just like walked around the quarries. I was like, Oh man, I'll just talk about how much we love the quarries. Yeah. And then like, I reread the post. I was like, this is so fucking sappy about a place you get high. <laughs> See, I, on the other hand, as an outsider, read that and I'm like, but, but oh, cool. I had like, to edit, like, watch, yeah. like watching the traffic roll in and out and be ha- happy you're not in it. Like, yeah. like, like shit like that. I had to edit out. See, I, so well, the, whatever the final iteration of that was, was cool because I'm not like I'm from the South Shore, but not that area. And I knew of the quarries, but not that much about it. And uh, I read that post and I was like, oh, that's cool. Like it was, it was a nice little touch. It's like a great place to be. Yeah. I liked it. I always struggle with that with Widowmaker because I don't want to like have my face on it, Chris's face, and yeah, want to be about the beer. I, I kind of get cringy when it is about us, and like I could never listen to this episode because I just don't. Oh no, I, I get like, that. We're talking about ourselves for fucking two hours. Like, no. it's yeah. even like promoting the anniversary. I'm like, oh, fuck, it's like, how much do you need to fucking celebrate no. yourself? You make beer. I get um, that, but I think that that's a way to like make a personal touch. And still just talk about the beer. Yeah. It's just something that resonated, you know, in a hometown thing with you and you carried it into the name of the beer and that's it. That's cool. And I think that's a piece of it that is important to keep authentic because I feel like you can really tell uh, when people get a social media representative that doesn't really understand the the core, uh, I guess, feeling of the brand, you know? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. That, That changes things a lot for people. Yeah, it's like an inside glimpse to what we're doing. And yeah, I think it's definitely, we try to come off as, you know, like yourself, yeah, you know? Yeah. And I think people go, and, and I think people, besides the fact of the convenience of social media, like, you know, when I want to look something up, like a restaurant, like I know I could like Google it and it'll bring me to their website. But to be honest, like 99% of the time, I go and look at the Instagram and, and not a website. And it's not because it's just because I have Instagram open. I, I feel like I'm going to get more information of what I actually want to look at from that. Yeah. We did that this weekend coming down. We, we went up to Portland Yep. and trying to find a place that was open on labor day. 
Oh like yeah. Trying to figure out is Google, is Facebook open? Is Google open? But <laughs> yeah, no, you don't want to go on Google. Like Instagram page. And if they have a story there. posted that day yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. It was a fun weekend of antiquing together. Yeah. <laughs> Did I the wives like know you went or just was a boys trip? I heard bigger. we were away. Yeah. <laughs> it was a boys trip. Yeah. It's a business trip. Oh, we, yeah. uh, a friend of ours had passed away and we went and had one of his beers. Nice. Yeah. Um, but I think I think on social media, like if you're not uh, yesterday, my wife and I went out to dinner and we drove past a brewery. She's like, oh, I didn't know that was there. Like, how do they do? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Because they're not active. They're not putting themselves out there. Like, I think, you know, who Second Wind is by just following them and like yep. what they're interested in. I think, you know, who Widowmaker is, at least what we're I mean, I think if you look at what we're doing, you know. What our interests are as people and that we like to find like we don't take ourselves too serious. Yeah. But I think people know where like by the beer that we're always, we do take it that serious, that side of it. hundred percent. No, it, 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 it's so important. And I think people don't, I think there's a combination of people don't want to change. And if they're, you know, maybe in a different generation, they want to invest everything into the website aspect of it. And it's like the website's important, especially now, but, but that changed too. You know, there was a period of time when the website was like almost irrelevant completely, but now with the online purchasing, the function of the website needs to be better. Uh, and then that changed with the mobile phones. The website needs to be mobile phone friendly. Um, so now it's, it's kind of come full circle in that sense where there was a while where it was like your Facebook page and Instagram page is the most important thing. And now nobody really gives a fuck about Facebook. It seems like aside from the groups, now the groups yeah. change everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even like in those groups, you know, like at the beer groups and things, it's like, the, the the hot news is like screenshots from Instagram. You know, it's not it, that that's where everything really comes from. It seems like um, we get approached all the time. Like we're, we're, if you've been to our brewery, there's hotels all around us. They're like, Oh, for $500, you can put your logo on the key. Every person comes in like, I don't no, need good. to like if, yeah. they just, if they want beer yep. and they Google craft beer around, you're going to come like, up beer around me. You're going to find me. It's yeah. all good. Or hopefully they know, you know, I, I don't think that people all over the world know who we are, but like, I think if you're coming to Braintree or coming yeah. to Boston and you put a feeler out there, like where should I go? I, I hope eventually Widowmaker will get mentioned. I hope. Yeah. hundred percent. Second wind and the other South shore beer breweries get mentioned too. So I, and I think that's a perfect group of people or brewers to look at like there's so many brewers in that group and we all handle ourselves differently yep but like a lot of those guys you don't really know what's going on to a week-to-week basis because they don't you know pump yeah. their tires they don't put their their shit online and saying like this is what we're doing you should be excited because we are too and that and and that's huge that says so much and like you said like when you're looking for places that are open like if I find a place that says it's open on Google versus a place that posted a story an hour ago about what they're doing that day, like the place that posted the story is probably where I'll go. And I travel a lot for work and uh, you know, that's what I'll do. I'll search breweries near me on Google and then I'll take that list. And I'll go on Instagram and start looking at them on Instagram. Yeah. And usually they're all shitty because it's not in new England, <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, you know, there, there are some cool ones. Like uh, one I went to somewhat recently was uh Charlestown fermentary in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Dude, it was awesome. And I'm like, wow, like you really nailed the New England IPA. And it's like, yeah, dummy, because I'm from Massachusetts. Like, <laughs> like, oh, sorry. I had no idea. <laughs> That's one thing I'll take. I listened to last week's episode and yep. you said brewing New England IPAs is easy. Not true. Well, uh, reggae horn. 
I think, yeah, hold on. Where is it? Where is it? What I was trying to say was. There it is. That we had the conversation of like lagers and pilsners are more difficult to brew than a hazier beer. Is that true or false? Uh, I would say. You um, have. I'm going to piss everyone off no matter what I say, but I would say uh, like there's a lot more. There's a lot of stuff to hide behind in a lager. So I love <laughs> one second. I really love that you listen. <laughs> Makes me very excited. Thank oh, yeah. you. I like uh, I, you like talking. I like listening. I appreciate you listening very um, much. Yeah. So I'd say like for lagers, is it, I think it's a lot more about fermentation profile, technique, certain ingredients and stuff. And there's a lot less to hide behind. You're not loading it up with a dry hop. You're not fruiting it like crazy and stuff like that. Um, is it easier to hide like not a mistake, but is it, is it easier to like save a uh, a less filtered beer or like how, how does that work? Well, so I guess to, to jump off that, I don't necessarily think it's hard to brew them. If you just like do the, you know, research and like, like they, they've been brewed forever. So there's so much out there for what you can do. And I think there's a lot of breweries that do them great, but like most breweries have a decent lager. Um, but I feel like, uh, you know, I, again, I don't know. I don't think either are really to particularly difficult, but depending on how good you want to make them, then I think that Kenny's that's locked how, and loaded right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's just he's like, just be quiet. So I can talk. <laughs> More lactose. Let me, yeah, let yeah. me, let me, I guess what I mean is if I could speak personally, like I've learned a lot about New England IPAs and the times I've been brewing them and, yep. and it's still, I feel like I've only scratched the surface of what we can learn from them just because like it's the, they're all going to taste similar. Like you're going for the same idea. Yeah. I think it's hard to differentiate those. I think it's hard to, to cut yourself across and, and, and be unique. Yeah. And I also think it's really hard to brew one of those ones that stands out in a crowd of every brewery on the planet having one now. Yep. Um, like there are breweries like, you know, like Treehouse who are such an outlier and there's a mystery behind it and stuff like that. So I think there's still a lot of stuff that people don't know about them. And that's why that part can be difficult. I think now there's so much information out there that you can figure out how to brew one. Um, the level in which you judge it, I think is different, but I think both, uh, are pretty tricky depending on how far you want to go with it. Like we just started the lager program or taking it more seriously. I guess we had loggers before, and like Cavidra is a beer. We, it was a complicated brew day. Like we tried to, I mean, it was, it's new for us. So I think we learned a lot, but it's not just like, like New England IPAs where we can, we have like kind of formula and, and yeah. stuff down, but it's something that you pretty much always have something like that going. Yeah. So that being said, like we still feel like we have so so far to go, if that makes sense. Um, so I don't think either, I guess I'd say, I don't think either particularly easy depending on how far you want to go. It's not really an answer, but yeah, the, the, the only thing I was going to say, and Chris kind of hit on it was, if you're a brewery that's been brewing a style of beer and you're like, Hey, we're going to make a lager and you approach the lager the same way you approach that other style of beer, then you're probably destined for failure. It's more of an understanding that the, the process of lagering and, and the what's going on, you know, chemically during those times, what all flavors and things, you you know, the, the sulfur, the diastole, all the things that you're, you're moving through the different phases of your fermentation, yep. the process of getting the wort into that tank is the same as if you're putting a base IPA in there, which then you're just loading with hops and yeast and, you know, those things you can just change from batch to batch and having something, you know, uh, you know, that would be, that would be, uh, comparable from both like a world-class New England IPA and a world-class lager. Those are two different, completely different sets of skills in terms of understanding the process of what's going on in that tank. So I think in terms of, you know, if you're doing decoction mashes, you're doing, uh, 
free rise or, 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 you know, how you're stepping down, your understanding what your rests are. Yep. And a lot of that information is available from talking to the yeast suppliers. Like I, you know, I think sometimes we struggle with how we should approach certain things and we just talk to the people who make the yeast and they kind of work through some of that. But a lot of it goes back to reading. A lot of it goes back to understanding like how the styles were, were generated. And I think if you've got that level of intensity towards doing it right, then yeah, they're both equally difficult, equally easy yeah. if you know what you're doing, but you can't approach every beer the same way. And, and I think that's where it comes down to the, there's nothing to hide behind is what you hear a lot in terms of, you're not adding vanilla, lactose, yeah. whatever to a lager. Yeah, the lager well, either tastes good, but if it, you know, with it a tastes, filtered if beer salt, in general, if it, if it tastes like cream corn, if it tastes like, you know, if it, if it tastes like popcorn, if it tastes like all these other off flavors, mm. that's just in how you handled it from, you know, in the, no, that makes time. sense from a late stage. In the- yeah. This is a good callback to me just, blabbing about what I think I know what <laughs> well, the fuck I'm talking it's about. It's a misconception. It's like, oh, there's, just, it is. you can just hide behind hops. Like I made decent hazy beer as a home brewer, Yep, but it wasn't nearly as refined as it is now. I mean, Blue Comet from where it started to where it is now. Drinking it's not that like, right now. It's not like that. crazy different. It's still the same ABV. It's still the same hot profile, but like, but the quality behind of the now. scenes, like the, how you make the sausage is like, night and day like from what what we were making originally yeah. Uh, yeah and on last week's episode you're talking about green beers green beers I, I haven't seen anybody call Widowmaker beer green in years and that's because we focus on that in production yeah and in fermentation so it's not just oh we can make a hazy IPA it's great or it's gonna like it's gonna be the way it is like that's refinement that's that's understanding what's going on in the tanks and it's not easy to get there and it took a lot of trial and error to get there. Yeah. And no, that makes sense. Yeah. It's uh the little stuff always matters the most. I feel like the more you learn in terms of like, we just learned a lot of the stuff that you might've overlooked er- earlier on we're finding ends up becoming the most impactful as we all, you know, kind of learn and grow. And uh, like he was saying, like the being able to drink it out of the tank when it's packaged, that's like our most important priority. Cause like we have, you know, tank capacity and we want to like, turn over our beers as, as quick as we can to not quick, but like we want to have it be done when it's supposed to be done. Yeah. You don't want to, yeah. you don't want to sell a four pack and know, yeah. and like you as the professionals know, all right, this beer is going to be better in a week. No, you don't want somebody to be able to crack that can that yeah. day and drink like, it. I, I yep. hate, I, and I do. Well, and I, and I've, I've had beers like that where yeah. I let it sit for two weeks and I'm like, this is better now than it was the it day that crazy. I bought I it. Yeah. People say that online. Like I'm yeah. glad I held, I heard, Hold on to this one for three weeks. It's better. And when, when people start aging New England IPAs. Yeah, that's not good. You, or when I, when I hear brewers say, oh, give it a week. Like, yeah. Then don't fucking put yeah. it out. Yeah. Don't yeah. sell it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's insane like, to me. It, like it, To me, that's why people say shit like, it's easy, yeah. it's easy to do it. Like, no, it's not. It's, yeah. easy, it's easy to make excuses on why yeah. it's not ready. Like if someone in any other industry handed you something and said, just give it a week, like a coffee or something, you'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But about? I need it right now. Yeah, yeah. Like this second. No. Yeah. yeah. No, it makes sense. And I think like what you said about, you haven't heard somebody describe Widowmaker as a, a green flavor. Um, I really like that because I don't think that's necessarily a good flavor profile. I think a lot of the time that it can be, depending on what the intent is, I guess. Well, green versus like, like when you bring up like a heady topper. Yeah. That's intended bitterness. Yeah. That's got like a, a very floral earthy I mean, that, taste. When that beer is canned, I am 
very confident that's how they want it to be. Yeah. Peak. No, I agree with that. Um, we're, we're talking like, more like hop burny, kind of like organic. Yeah. yeah. Like grassy, like vegetal. Yeah. I guess people would describe, I guess the way I describe green as heady topper versus how somebody would describe green as an IPA that maybe would be better if it sat for a week or two different things. Yeah, yeah for sure. For but, sure. but I guess people would use it in the, in that same, you know, verbiage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you've got something that's burning you in the back of your throat, yeah, something that just tastes like you just chewed through alfalfa or you know that that heavy green vegetal, yep, like that's that's a beer that wasn't fit to be released. And for people to pay, you know, twenty four dollars a four pack and or more, yeah, sit on this, you know, f- for us that's and I, I know comfortable speaking for the room, like it's it it's not released until until it's intended to be drunk, and and the the fact that it's you know, got that flavor off a of bright tank, you're ensuring that it's, it's past multiple layers of both formal and informal QC to understand that this is the way the beer was intended or it never would have made it to a can. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's I think created a bit of latitude that people will say, I waited in line. This beer was ready because the brewery fit it to a certain schedule. Yeah. They, they said it was going to be released this day. <clears throat> Someone told me, wait on it. I'm going to wait. Like, as Chris said, I, I, you would never buy any other product that way. So why would you expect that from craft like, beer? Do you feel like there's a lot of room for brews who just aren't there yet? Like, just they're they're almost there, but not quite there. But they're just canning shit to make money. And well, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they are oh, there. They're, they're there for a different reason. Right, right, right. Like, <laughs> or that's, or, when or I say there, I mean like yeah. their intentions aren't there. Like they're they're not as deep into it as somebody like Chris who like is right. living and dying what these beers are like. They're going, oh, it's hazy. It's Citra. It'll sell. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, man, it's it's not. And 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 the it's so competitive right now. And you can talk to Kenny it's for the rest of the podcast about a, a very saturated market uh, for a level of entry into this <laughs> industry. But like, yeah. But there's a lot of breweries that like. I think there's a big difference between breweries who want to make beer for their bar. Yeah. And that's what they are. And I think those are great. Like. That's what I want a Widowmaker to be, but it's not anymore. Yeah. So like, and we're asking, we're producing a lot of beer every week. So that shit better be worth the money or like, there's no reason to produce it week mm-hmm. after week because people won't buy it week after week. Yeah. Now we were talking about like, th- this made me think of it, the, the whole green flavor thing. Another buzzword I've been seeing is over the last, I'll say two years, triples have become more popular. Um, as far as more breweries, not mass producing them, but really seeing them more frequently. And a term I always see with that is, is it too boozy? Yeah. Um, <laughs> explain what your uh, explanation of that would be. Or like uh, what, what changes that profile? Chris's eyes just lit yeah, up. Well, like, you know, it's go. just, it's just, to me, it's a buzzword I keep seeing. Yeah. It's like, I like when I see a triple, like I get excited. I'm like, oh wow, I want to try that. And I guess like, I have the idea of what I think a boozy one is and what I don't think a boozy one is. I don't, I don't really know what changes it. What's your opinion on that? How, what makes that flavor profile change? Oh, it, whatever you want to talk about with that topic. I mean, I think that everyone who is, or at least a lot of the New England triples I've had lately and all the big beers I've had, like big kind of staple New England IPAs around here, they're up the nine, 10% range are all great. And I think that does a good job to, I guess, as some people would say, like mask the alcohol or whatever. But I feel like no disrespect to all the people out there ripping 10 percenters, but if you bought a 10% beer and expect it to not have any 
semblance of alcohol, you're insane. Yeah. Like after like six and a half, seven, like you're crossing a threshold or even like your third sip. Like, like, I don't know. I guess like you should feel, it should feel a little bit like it's 10%. I don't think it should, you don't, you shouldn't be able to rip four in a row and be like, let's, let's do it. Like, (laughs) yeah. Uh, I think when you go up in alcohol, you, like we always add more hops. Uh, you know, we try to like, like build the beer to 10%. You yeah. know, if you're going to have that much alcohol, there's going to probably be some extra sweetness. Uh, you want to offset that with a bitterness. So I don't think our beers are bitter, but I think we find that sweet spot between sweetness and bitterness and that becomes balance. Yep. Um, I think it's trying to just find that. Um, so you, maybe the booziness might be, not a lack in the balance, but a different uh, level of balance. I think, maybe I think maybe that, more sweet versus bitter. I think the ones that are sweeter tend to be the ones that people are like, not boozy sweet, because I think alcohol does kind of taste sweet. Yeah. Um, I, like just alcohol. Uh, but I think the people, like the ones that are very hoppy, got a decent amount of sweetness to it. There's so much going on there that you kind of forget that there's a warming sensation. It's like, you know, you're drinking a 10% or 11%, yeah. sometimes 12% yeah, beer. Yeah, it's a 10 and a half percent beer or something. But you, there's like, I don't that's something. wine at that point. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a tricky beer. And I don't think unless you're coming in under ABV, there's a magic wand you can wave to have it taste like a, it's just like you can't have an 8% beer taste like a 3% beer and have be the same exact experience. So I just think that's like, like we see it a lot. And now the expectation is it shouldn't taste like a triple. Yeah. So it's like, don't drink a triple. Right. Or we won't, you know, yeah. like, it's so like people love them and we do them, but like, it's just that, I don't know. I don't know what to really. Sometimes we've had triples that people love and they're very sweet. And the thought initially is this isn't what the label says. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the <clears throat> having a beer be too hot or, or boozy, um, if you like Chris said, if you if you've got a twelve percent beard, you've got to expect some sort of heat to it. The warmth, yeah. the warmth, for us, like I, I think it's it's that warming sensation on your back. Twelve percent is still twelve percent, whether you drink a beer, wine, spirits, it doesn't matter. Choke up on that thing, buddy. There we go. Ethanol is ethanol, and and the, but it comes down to the the residual sweetness and and the and the hopping things like what you put around that the framework that then kind of masks that. So yeah, if someone just puts out a straight, I mean, at that point you're making hooch. Like if there's no, if there's, if there's no, if there's no residual sweetness behind that or, or any other flavor, yeah, you're just going to, that's, that's just straight ethanol. No, it makes sense. It just seems like that. I'm glad we talked about that because it just seems like such a, a heavy buzzword lately with all the, uh, you know, the IPA stuff. It's like, is it too boozy? Is it not too boozy? And I feel like half the people referring to it might not even know exactly what they're describing when they say but to that. Ryan's point. I mean, I think the expectation is like when I look at our, you know, we just put out sunbird, which was 10%. We've had a, a lot of beers in recent months, 10% or higher. Yep. And I'll, I'll admit like we go for the, it's sneaky. It's yeah. like, you don't think it tastes like, and we look for that in people's comments to be like, I can't believe this is a triple. Like that's yeah. almost thing is like, you're trying to mask the fact that this is, this is something and that, and, and I would, take from that, that consumers are looking for something that, you know, when we put out, um, third in line, it was a 12% IPA and people were like, I can't believe this isn't a single or a double, Yeah, but it was because it had a heft of hops. It had a lot of residual sweetness yep. and it masked that. So it wasn't until you just finished one that you realize, Oh, it's, it's night, night <laughs> bedtime now, yeah. exactly. but that, that we were looking for people to say it's easy to like drinkability on a 12% beer. Yeah. When in reality we're making it because we want it to be savored 
even in a 16 ounce four pack format, you think like, this is something I just want somebody to take a snifter of at night and just kind of enjoy. Like we're not expecting you to drink two or three of them in a sitting. Yeah. Yeah. I think the exp as long, like I like that the, it's always nice to see that cause it's, it tells like, all right, well the people can drink the beer we brew. That's this crazy ABV. But I just hope the expectation doesn't become I want a eleven or ten percenter that doesn't taste like it. Yeah, because it does taste different. Like it's not. It it might be sneaky, but it's not. People shouldn't expect an eleven yeah. percent beer to taste like a six percent beer. Yeah, because it's just that's two different things. That seems like a good takeaway. No, I. But this triple phenomenon is kind of like the antithesis of what we were talking about earlier. Like we're trying to make three and a half to four and a half percent beers that taste like 8% beers in terms of their flavor, their body. Exactly. We want sessionability. We want drinkability. Like, and then on the so other end of the spectrum, like, drink 12. So you buy 12 more tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, cause <laughs> it's so stupid really. Like fun because they're, they're rare and they're sexy and yeah. They're, yeah. they're heavily hopped and they're, yep. they're, you know, they're, they're unique, but at the same time, like they're a higher you price point. Your own bio. What's that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I also think I also think too. You know, he's turning it on. That's funny. I'm, I'm off mic. I also think, <laughs> but no, it's true. It's like you're making four percent IPAs that are supposed to taste like eight percent IPAs. You want twelve percent, and people want to drink twelve percent IPAs that taste like six percent yeah. IPAs. It's crazy. And it's this is the stupidest thing ever. Every yeah. day. You I, guys. I also feel like too. Like now we're just perpetually confused. Like I have no idea. I don't really know. What the to problem do. is the general public doesn't know what they yeah. want. Yeah. But no, I, a, I also feel like with triples, especially like the five or six years ago, triples are probably extremely different than yeah. triples now. Like New England IPA triples. Let's see how many words we can add there. Uh, what about like, a New like, England yeah. IPA Imperial yeah. Milkshake triple? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> but I feel like uh, five, six years ago, like if you got a double IPA, it drank like a double IPA. It mm-hmm. tasted oh, yeah. like 8%. New England IPA. You got the one and that was it. Yeah. Like, like New England IPAs. Like I'm thinking like Dirt Wolf. Like Dirt Wolf was yeah, like my jam. And, and the triples were a hundred. Yeah. You know, it was a risk. It was the race of who could be the highest yeah. I yeah. used. Yeah. 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 Right. It had so, to be a hundred. Like, it's you know, a triple honey. So, you're driving home. I'm giving this a whirl. So yeah. part, part of me thinks that the people who drank those beers get these beers and they're like, wow, this is crazy. It's a totally different experience. This doesn't taste like the triple I knew you know, yeah, this crazy one. And then you get the people who see that comment and they're like, wow, it's not, doesn't taste like 10%. And then that's how it kind of continues to go. But you're like, Oh my God, this brewery has a quadruple. Let's yeah. go over there. Well, that, yeah. that's what I was going to say. So one recently that came out, uh, was, a it was a terpene. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know where you're going with I, this. I, I actually want to read the description on it. I won't even say what it is. I just want to read the description on it. While you're looking that up. Yeah. The, the thing is like, we're talking now about how a market wants, high ABV that tastes like low ABV. But there was a point at which like the, the craft beer nerd argument was these beers are trying to go for imperceptible levels of IBUs. Like, yep. Oh, you can't taste the difference over a hundred and whatever. And it was like, I'm trying to remember the name of that brewery that did all the breaking, breaking bud. And, yeah. oh, uh, uh, fuck. Oh, uh, BRB. Hop- I remember that one. The green can. Yeah. yeah. Was it Hoppin Frog? It wasn't Hoppin Frog. No, um, but, but they had, they were all, they're all bomber beers. They were knee all, deep. yeah, knee deep. deep. Yeah, yeah. They, and, and they were all 110, 120, 130 IBUs. And that was like what the market was seeking was like, how can I get the most bitter West Coast? Yeah. yeah. It was like, uh, that was like the, the craziest beer that existed was like the arrogant bastard. You know, it's yeah. like, 
Yeah, exactly. That's that's when I got into it. That's like all yeah. I, my first one of my first beers was an arrogant bastard. Like, Same. Uh, yeah. And I was like, I can't taste anything. This is crazy. <laughs> like it's just so much. So the the description on this one is septuple dry hopped triple IPA with terpenes and honey. Septuple? Yes. Damn. It's too yeah. many doubles. Yeah. But uh so it's it's an annual release from this place and they change it slightly every year. And I, I, this one I didn't love. Um, it just, there was just too many. What I got out of it was like, there's like way too much going on here. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> do you, do yeah. you remember that onion article? It was like, uh, it was like written by the CEO of Gillette. And it was like, it was like when like they started putting like three blades in. Oh yeah. 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 Just like, fuck it. We're going five blades. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. It's like the, uh, the it's, it's, it's like that. It, was it really SNL is. Skit where it was like, no, 17 blades. And the guy's shaving his face. <laughs> yeah. Off. Yeah. That must have been derivative from the young yeah. Cause that yeah. Yeah. was like 15 years old. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. That's probably about how long ago it was. Amy Bowler was in it. So it yeah. was definitely that long ago. But yeah, no, it's like, it gets stupid. Um, yeah. but like a lot of, and like the comment on that was, Finally tried this one a little too boozy. <laughs> and then I wonder, we were talking about the terpenes being like such a strong flavor. I'm like, maybe that's well, what we they were talking it, we about. We did a new release with uh, Twin Elephant and it was like they had to blend another beer into it because it was like so overpowering. So yeah, it really is. A balancing act. They didn't listen. Like, Winter Maker's new release. We took Everclear and splashed Bud Light. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, I mean, we it's two 60 ounce cans. Good luck. Well, if, if welcome you, to the team. If you made yeah. it this far into the episode, next week, <laughs> 2021 Brewers Odyssey double stuffed. The label says like a double fruited Oreo. Like it's <laughs> so many words. Yeah. But yeah. We, are, like, yeah. But it's awesome and it's drinkable. Yep, that's know. all that like yeah. that, it always goes back to drinkability, even if it is a cartoon. Yeah, like we we try to make what people want. Yeah, but and we try to do it as best we can. That beer, that's a fine balance between some of you it as I, a person who started yeah. a company who wants to do what they want, and, and Chris, you come on and you do your thing, and he, you're doing your thing. But then to like, I want to do all these things, but then you have to, if you want to make money, you have to appease a general audience who's probably not very good at. Knowing what's good. They're not going to have a refined, you know, that, that general audience isn't going to have a refined palate. That general audience's palate a lot of the time is going to be what they, what their friend told them but to I drink or like what they read on a forum. Like, oh, fuck it. Just put whatever they well, want. I think, like, yeah. I think that responsibility. Like, let your shitty kid run through the tap room. <laughs> <laughs> put your kid in a leash. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that Let's just have a daycare and sell beer here. Who yeah, cares? Daycare, dog care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like that responsibility falls on us. Like, uh, especially in our area, I feel like it's still, I wouldn't say South Shore is like up and coming, but it's, I mean, especially a couple of years ago, it was pretty tough in my area to find like a craft beer bar. There was like Union Brew House and a couple of spots in Quincy, and that was it. Yeah. Now I feel like it's definitely picking up. Um. So when we when I started, definitely we were IPA heavy. We had a couple of stouts. We had our little lager. But yeah. now it's it's been really cool because there's beers we want to brew, and our tap room trusts us to do it now, so we can try out new things, and hopefully that gets them involved with other styles that they wouldn't necessarily think to grab on the shelves because some people get into it through New England IPAs. That's all they want to drink. Well, and they only know that because someone told them that's what they need to like. Exactly. But I feel yeah. like, I feel like that is an ever evolving thing too, though, because I feel like three or four years ago, like I, you know, I, just like you're saying, like I got into it from enjoying IPAs. Like I first did one of those beer lists at a restaurant where it was like, if you drink these hundred beers, you get a glass with your name on yeah. it. So it's like, that's how I learned to like different stuff besides Coors Light. For sure. And you know, I drank like a, 
this awful bacon beer from <laughs> some German bacon beer. And it was the worst thing ever. It sounds like it'd be delicious. Oh, so bad. Oh. But I was also like, after I had like, you know, uh, a Bud Light lime yeah. and eight other awful things. Yeah. But yeah, but the, but the point is like, I feel like people that truly respect the craft and uh, enjoy beer and have a more refined palate are coming around. Like for a while, like everyone hated sours because it was like the only sours you could get were like literally like face melting oh, sour sours. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the, the thing now with like, just looking at our, our, our two breweries where there's gotta be some predictability and consistency in what that tap list is going to offer. But I think what also is important is having the ability to step out and do some weird stuff. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we look at the different things that we're going to add junk fruited sours with, or the new ways of, of looking at different beers, like there's a, expectation, I think, or at least not an expectation, but at least an excitement that's built through knowing that you've got a brewery that makes consistently good beer, but also will try new stuff. And sometimes it fails. And yep. sometimes, and sometimes you think, Hey, at least we tried something and you, you, you get that confidence and you rally back. So I think when I look at breweries, I like to go to, and I see, you know, eight, 6.8% IPAs that are just all iterations of the same base beer with different hops. I look at that differently than someone who's doing, you know, we were talking earlier in the pre-meeting around the, the tomato basil from four quarters or, <laughs> yeah. you know, so, some of the, the, the crazy fruited sours, you know, that are hits and misses in, in our, in our breweries. And, and people look at that and say, you know, we had a comment on one of our, you know, the banana cream pie. And someone's like, I thought this was going to be disgusting, but I really liked it. And it's like, yeah. that's a really yeah. weird, but positive check-in on, on untapped. Because people are like, I'm willing to go. You were going for something here, and I'm willing to try it. Yep. And I think that right now is what's what's building interest in like the terpenes are cool. Like the terpenes are like the to me. I, I look at that like they've always been. They're they're a part of your your hot profiles. I've always had your linalools and myrcenes and all the, the names of these things. But now you can specify almost like you're you know genetically creating what you, you yeah. want the flavors of those beers to be. And as breweries move through that and understand that now. You're, you're being able to like code the flavors you want and the beers you want. So I think the more experimentation you see, you know, the better for the consumer, but do you think that educates be- the consumer in a way too? Like I feel like, uh, more recently the, uh, for like for you guys, the, the, the re-release of Cameosa, I know you said that was one of your favorites. Um, do you feel that like the second time around, like more people were excited about it. Uh, Cause I, I, you know, just from a consumer standpoint, I feel like people are becoming more open to stuff outside of the like new England. This is what you should like norm. Yeah. I think week to week we build trust and um, stock that people, when we try something new, that it's going to be good. So yep. I think people are willing to try things that are outside of their comfort zone. I think I get asked all the time, like what's the comfort or what's the, um, the next, the next thing in, in, in beer, you know, is it the sour? Is it the seltzer? I think it's diversity in menu. Like, fuck I, if I know, yeah, <laughs> who knows? I, I think it's diversity in menu. I think when you walk into a brewery like Widowmaker and like, you know, we ended the week with one double IPA, one IPA, a stout, a sour, two loggers, like, that's awesome. Yeah. I think it gives something for everybody, but also shows there there's, you know, it's not just, well, 
like Kenny just said, the the six point eight percent New England IPA. Yeah, you're not a one trick pony. Are. Like, I think that's what people are going to look for. So, I think by doing beers like Camios, or if you remember the Fifty Two Fatal Strikes, which was like yep. the lemon zest, uh, sake, New England, and you know the Stoner broth. Like, people, yeah, Stoner broth is. I think people really know one. that, and I don't know if it's going to make us the most popular brewery in the world, but I think it's going to be, it's going to set us aside, uh, set us. A, apart from people is that we're willing to not just like put our socks in the sock drawer. And this is what a new England IPA is. So like even trying different avenues within one genre of beer uh, or style of beer. So I think that's huge because uh, it, for, you know, for me beyond the, you know, obvious popularity of it, that's still my favorite style of beer. So when things like hop smoker or stoner broth come out, it's exciting for me you know, because it's a little bit different than the 15 other releases that week that I can get. Uh, so it, it's neat to see different takes on uh, a style that I truly like. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, like the Camioso one, like isn't necessarily a style of beer that I would, you know, see in a store and be like, oh, based on the description of this, I'd like it. But then after we talked about it that day, uh, when it came out the next time, I went out of my way to try it. And it was fantastic, you know, and it's, I think that beer is a good representation of what trust in, in, um, people having faith in your brewery will do. Like, I think it was like the third to last time we brewed it. Like it took like 15 weeks to move the beer, all the cans. And that's like, like our doubles and our, our new Englands are, are gone in a weekend. If not. Yeah, the usually a few days you see that it's but, sold out. But the last time we brewed Camiosa, it was gone in uh, two weeks, yeah. two and a half weeks. So, like, I think that is a sign that we can sell a lot of beer of different styles. Cavedra, another example. I mean, we released that three weeks ago. and Already almost gone. Yeah, it was like 85 cases. Only distro went to, like, Tamarack and I think Empire Yeah, got a, a couple cases. But outside of that, we didn't send any out. Because we wanted to have it, it's like we're we're on the last uh, last case. dozen of cases or yeah. so, and you know, Kenny was giving a shit earlier for not having it sold out yet. Mm. But, <laughs> but like that's one that like I don't know. We, He's like, give me the mic. From I want the mic. Only from a position of like that was the fir- the day it came out. I asked him for a keg for that for our beer garden because that, yeah. that's a beer I know will crush. So it's not a uh, it wasn't a dig. It was more of the fact that. I wish the rest of the universe thought the way to try it. That beer was awesome. Come on, give me some. I know we've gone pretty deep here. There is one thing I wanted to touch on. Uh, Let me pull up my notes here. So the beer garden, the last time you came in, Ryan, that was like uh, just in development. Um, How now we're we're rounding out the end of the summer. Uh, I went, I was able to go. It was awesome. It was a really, really cool setup. Uh, How did that pan out? Will it be there again next year? Yeah, I think it will be. Um, and the summer was tough. The, like every day was either super hot or super rainy. Yeah, it was, it was a weird it was, summer. It was, it was tough to get consistency there. It was a new location. We'd been at a different location the two years prior. Uh, it's actually so. The first few weeks were awesome, gangbusters. Uh, the summer was uh, like you know, dog days of summer. Yeah. Like, so there were some days where. It wasn't that busy and it wasn't that lucrative, but I think being there and staying there is important and consistency. Consist, is key. like just people know, all right, these are the hours that are there. They're going to be there. And yep. we were, and 
like the over the last month it's been great like guys it got a little cooler so we're going as long as we can out there like there isn't like a set close date kind of just run they it. start plowing the parking lots yeah. when we're going to pull the tabs I mean, they, yeah. they're, they're going to be doing a winter market there and we'll probably be standing outside with them hell yeah that's great i mean our job's to sell beer so if you give us a chance to sell it we'll figure it out nice so it, it was it's a lot more work than the gazebo was so if you do go we appreciate it because it's, cut, it's cut the service. Like, break. Like we, we, you know, if, if you see, you know, like we have the box truck and that's a full breakdown, everything we bring there, we have to bring home with us. Like it is a, it is a job. Um, yeah. You're not leaving a permanent set. Anyone who's helped someone set up a car show yeah, or any type of pop of any kind knows that the first four hours suck. It's but just, but setting up. Quincy has been really great to work with and they're really trying to revitalize that Quincy center. And, um, we're happy to be part of it and keep working with them. There's a ton of great restaurants down there. You know, go grab a bite to eat, get some beer afterwards. Yep. Like I said, I got some amazing sushi at Fuji over there. I think we talked about that last that week. Sense. Fuji's great. Yep. Oh, so good. General Gao. Yep. Yep. You got Fat Cat, Pearl and Lime. 16C. Uh, 16C. The Townsend, who's hosting our beer dinner. Yep. Oh, they're in that area too? Yep. Yeah. Cool. And then you got Malachy's, which is like one of the best dive bars in yeah. South Shore. Nice. Well, uh, North Quincy, you got Assembly. Yeah. And, um, best beer list. Oh, so you have mm. Liberty Tavern right there is a new spot. It's really nice. And so it's a cool area. Yeah, definitely check that out if you're in the Quincy area. Um, Anything else in particular you guys wanted to touch on? Dave Matthews. Yeah, I think we got dirty horse I think we got it all. Yeah, that was the real only thing we really planned Dave on Matthews. talking about was Dave, yeah. Dave Matthews. Dave That's fair. And Lenny. And Lenny as well. Yeah, I, I didn't want to say anymore. it. I don't want to beat it down, yeah. but uh, Lenny. Take that. <laughs> take a picture, John. I guess I'll just go fuck myself while I edit this one. You can leave the last few and no one have any idea what we're talking about. I submitted a question, though. Oh, yeah. We have to get the questions. Don't worry. We're going to get to those. Oh, there's questions. I have that in my notes. This is just the end of the main topic wrap-up. Kenny, it was a really nice surprise to have you join us. I'd hope you'd love to come on again sometime. Absolutely, yeah. We should do the whole second wind story some episode. That'd oh, be fun. Sure. We'll we'll come as well. Yeah, oh, I gotta say, I gotta bring my yeah, posse. My, yeah, my, your entourage. Dogs. The entourage, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, let's get to these questions. Which one is you, turtle? That's all I want to know. <laughs> let's see here. Um, yeah, we brewed the collab today with Joe and... Joe Nelson, so he had uh, he sends his regards. Oh yeah, oh nice Spent time with you guys. Yeah, we yeah, uh, we really had a great time with Joe. He was uh, a big surprise. You know, I I knew he worked there, and I knew that he did the ramen thing, but that he's a he's got a lot of layers. He's yeah. like an onion. <laughs> many, <laughs> started talking about layers. building yeah. sushi on naked women and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I've seen oh, the yeah? pictures. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he forwarded me those pictures. You know, bad friends to being a juggalo. <laughs> oh, he was a juggalo too. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't think it's was. Was <laughs> a loose term. <laughs> I've never been to gathering of the juggalos, but I've seen pictures and it looks like a good time. So shouts to those guys. I've never been there, but my wife's cousins have. Whoop, whoop. Told me it's good stuff. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. I did see, I did see whoop, them whoop. in Providence a few times. Yeah. yeah it's no, it's uh. What's the juice? Oh, Fago. Oh, Fago. Yeah. yeah. Fago all day. It's it's root beer. Yeah, my fiance is a secret juggalo. She says she's not, and then as soon as they come on, she knows all the lyrics. <laughs> 
I only so, went ten percent Fago. Yeah. You know what got me was when we had uh, <laughs> taste the booze. Yeah, it's, it's not we too had boozy. the guys from uh, kickflips and kickboards, uh, kickflips and um, kickstands. Kick yeah, kick you're a little drunk. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and he was right at the end of the show. He was talking about ICP. I was like, I fucking remember that. I loved them. And I went back and downloaded all the albums. I just went like listening to them. Oh yeah, the first time my kids that. are like, what is this nonsense? <laughs> First time a song got first time a song. <laughs> we, we really hit on our musical. Oh god! Yeah. yeah, people. Well, uh, let's reset this podcast. I'm just going to go ahead and say go. that uh, Ryan's opinion on ICP does not reflect the opinions of Topics on the Stairs. <laughs> I know I'm broken I'm, on the inside. I'm not fine. a juggler, but I'm here for you. Yeah, don't. Yep. don't, don't but uh, don't no, no hate on no hate on juggalos. No. Yeah, no. I, it looks like they have a really great time there. I liked that, do, yeah. I liked that band before the juggalos were like a cult thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm really happy that they have a great time at yeah, gathering very close. Um, yeah. Super inclusive. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> this question's uh, from uh, Widow Maker Lavery. <laughs> he said. Did you uh, get the S on that one? <laughs> he said. Uh, hey, guy, we brought with us. When are the Friends of Ryan shirts coming out? <laughs> It's funny. I I, I pull almost uh, pulled the trigger on that recently. So they're coming. The the uh, tell us about those. Every, so tell us everything. In the uh, in the in the universe of craft beer. <laughs> you tell me the soul shore. Where you've, where you've, where you've, where you've got, it was, at first it was a big bang. <laughs> you got a lot a lot of. Uh, um, Events and, and, you know, back pre-COVID going to a lot of uh, events. Um, I would, th- this is through my perspective. So this is, yeah. th- these opinions reflect only my perspective, which is that um, I think that you'd see a lot of times when uh, Widowmaker and Vitamin C might be somewhere. Um, you might get that feeling of uh, maybe it was kind of a, a feeling of a, a second billing as though that, Vitamin C was at the event and, and Widowmaker had, had come along. So it was yep. kind of, they were, Oh, you know, vitamin C or we're coming, we're coming through to visit you in Braintree. We'll also stop in, in, in Weymouth. So, yep. oh, so good. We're brewing at vitamin C. Dino told us to come by. That's yeah. So, oh, okay. Makes so sense. The, 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 uh, that's what those shirts mean. So the friends, <laughs> friends, the friends of Dino oh, shirts it's all coming together. Uh, it, had a, it had a nice good time of revelation the, right the now. Very, the very iconic Boston Beer Journal picture of black and white of Dino in his in his basement. Yep, it says Widowmaker Brewing, friends of Dino. Uh, okay, I have luckily the uh, one of the first printing shirts. They went through a second printing. That has now uh, hit the. You know, that's kind of a thing now. You've got your. Uh, do you know Dave shirts from Mortalis? So there was a thought oh, that here at some point whole here thing. where now in, in, in that same kind of perspective where we need to have a friend of Ryan shirt. Friends of Ryan shirt seems a little bit fitting here in so far as the fact that I'm sitting here on his podcast talking to you. Yep. <laughs> Makes sense. If you one of one and I only, one want, one. I only want you to have it. Yeah, just one. <laughs> We need someone to do those. And I want it to be a nighty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, one of those like uh, long. See through yeah. a little bit. No, one of those like long, one of those uh, beach straps. Yeah, one of those yeah. like beach shirts that goes down to your yeah, ankles. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a good one. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Thanks, for the, thanks for the question. There's more than, yeah. <laughs> I figured that would be the yeah, that'd be the question. 
Uh, oh yeah, there's a bunch. Uh, Joshua Kavna, will you guys be dropping a themed slash collab beer for the Decibel Metal and Beer Festival? Uh, no comment. <laughs> I don't know. It's it. It. Do you want to comment on that? Made it this far. Oh, are you serious? You're I just know, gonna I, spill it all? No, I, no let him because I no. like doing that shit. Uh, We're gonna end up doing there it on will Instagram be. anyway. There will be, and it's fucking epic. Yeah, it's not. It's Ooh. like it's not. It's a. I'll go a little bit further. I guess it's not what you'd expect. Like it's not like a music collab, but it is a music collab. If that makes sense, like it's something tied into it. Cool. Uh, I think it's. I think it's going to be really cool. For us, it's I've really told cool. Decibel what it is, and they're beyond excited. Yeah, about it. Excellent. Uh, yeah, like for us, just being into doom metal and stuff, and being able to do the metal fest. Like we've been fans of this fest forever. Yeah. To do when everyone sees it come together, it'll be really cool. Is is that the one that you sent me the link? To in LA, yeah. So yeah. Android Theory's on it. Yeah, um, I, think, I mean, Converge is playing Jane Doe. Yeah, Cave In's playing until your heart stops. Yeah, like that guy's coming back. Fucking awesome! And I Chris, think Chris and I are gonna be. I'm gonna go to that. <laughs> it's in LA. <laughs> John's but, going to LA. What when is it, yeah. John? Oh, it's right. like December 17th around. Yeah, yeah we're we gonna can't do that. <laughs> no, it's December 10th and 11th. 10th and 11th that okay. week. Chris and I are going to Buffalo early in the week to brew at a brewery in Buffalo, and the Bills are playing the Patriots on Monday night. Oh, shit. Oh. So we're going to break some play. tables oh, yep. in Buffalo. Oh, then we're fuck. going to get fucking shit-host. And I'm not going to lie. I didn't put two and two together. I didn't know they were that close. Oh, that week's going to be awesome. We got you, dude. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. going to be cool. I will say, I think, without spilling anything, we got a couple of cool music things in the works that I think people will be stoked on. And Josh, uh, based on the music that I know you like, uh, and what they like, I think you'll be stoked. But the first one to re- remember is Michael Christmas, yes. September 25th. <laughs> Here's my guy. Yeah. Anniversary man, weekend. Yeah, yeah. That's the beginning the of brewery. the brewery. Yeah. Yep. Hold on. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There it is. Yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> Josh, keep your uh, keep your eyes peeled. <laughs> okay, Josh. Sorry. <laughs> uh, next from Josh Cavanaugh again. Yes. Widowmaker Fest beer. Question oh, mark. Great question, Josh. Yeah. <laughs> I ask every Hop year. Smoker Fest. Four twenty twenty two, baby. <laughs> uh, one from Dave O four forty four. Uh, I said that wrong, but close enough. 044. 044. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of fours there. Drunk, John? Come on now. <laughs> what is the most satisfying style of beer for you to brew? Good question for all three of you, really. Um, uh, just a lager. I think like I like drinking lagers is that the most. It's easy? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, there, there's there's no. I said those are hard. No. Those are hard. All right. No, no. So we got we got a lager that's pretty easy to brew. That's my favorite <laughs> physically to brew. Yep. And then we got some decoction ones that I like brewing because it's something new that I've never done and it's just a new challenge or whatever. But yeah, I'd say uh, lagers. All right, Ryan. Yeah. I think from my standpoint, my favorite thing to brew is not like a style. It's when concept of the actual liquid the branding of it and it like hits that people get it or like it. Like, I so the style doesn't matter. It's the total package. The outcome yeah, like, you get that I, all I over love, like warm, fuzzy, just like, oh, I made it happen. Like yeah. I love yeah. like the cathedral thing. Like the few people who got that, that was uh, an astronomical clock from Prague. Yep. Like on the label and the beer is fucking awesome. Like, that that like not that many people got that or I think a better like one is like the hidden murals like people getting the concept oh, yeah, of yeah. that like the beer was great, um, 
you know, I think people got that it wasn't overly hoppy, that we were trying to let the yeast do its thing and that, and uh, like, so that, that, that like all encompassing is. So people kind of uh, appreciating your vision and the outcome of it is uh, the total package, I guess, in that way. Well, that makes sense. What about you, Kenny? Anything specific? Yeah, for me, I think it's lactose. <laughs> it probably involves lactose, but <laughs> dirty horse more, more so. so than not. I, I think it's the the challenging styles that, like a lot of times, just letting Joe off the loose off the leash with some culinary concepts. He's approached me with beers, and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to like that. And then at the end of the day, I just say, I trust you. It just has to be awesome. So we've done that a couple times, like yeah. the chocolate covered cherry sour. For you know, I was like kind of worried about how that was going to come off or the sour Imperial stout, like just things that were like, you know, these might be difficult to sell, but you're passionate about it. And I want you to be, I want you to be empowered to do this, but it has to sell. And on all those occasions, sour IPAs, things like that, just being able to knock them out of the park for me, that's to see my team just be able to take those kind of risks is really cool at the end of the day. I, I won't say what it is, but we've got a little taste of something that's a definitely one of those culinary things coming together and it was awesome. So keep nice. your eyes peeled yeah. for what they're, you know. Yeah, Joe's a talented dude. You know, you, uh, I think the way Ryan uh, made out with Chris here, uh, you, you made out really well with Joe. He's a very talented guy. Yeah, Joe's awesome. He made yeah. the first Kamiosa release really cool. He had his ramen uh, pop-up shop. Yeah. Come in and, and it was it was really cool. We had a good time that day. Yeah, I think the first time I tried that, thank you, uh, was at one of the ramen things. Uh, maybe like the, it might have been a thirty nine quart one. I was just gonna say a lot of a lot of people yeah. had it down there. We because we specifically wanted a half barrel that to go with the food and yeah, I think I had it there the first time yeah, actually. That would make sense. Uh, let's see what other I got for questions here. Um, he did. Uh, Joe did a ramen pop up at Widowmaker somewhat recently, right? Yeah. Yep. He's done a couple. The first time we released Kamiosa, he did the whole kitchen there, and it was Joe, awesome. Yeah, um, Joe got the short end there. Like it was a, like a Sunday in early August, a uh, Saturday in like one of the best Saturdays of the summer, uh, and we had a uh, high roller the day after. Oh so, yeah, like, <laughs> so it wasn't super busy. He, he didn't get slammed, and then like he's like texting me the next day or like how are they sold out. I, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I have everything left if you want me to come back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's awful. Well, if he does it again, I'll definitely go. I, I really enjoy his stuff. Oh, yeah. His ramen's insane. That uh, mushroom broth that he does. Oh, yeah. my God. It's a banger. He's killer. You and dump, your period, even period. the dumplings are just... Dumplings are... Yeah, the dumplings are great, too. Joe rules. Just anything with, like, a lot of mushrooms I'm totally into. Now that I have that Blackstone griddle, so, I've just so been... So is our whole leadership team. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're talking about different mushrooms here, but that's all right. Hey, oh. Uh, you got to cut loose. Tools first demo tape asks Splatterhouse. Is it Maynard? Is it coming back? You guys just know everything. I mean, yeah. Christmas is coming. Mean, like Halloween's deep, coming. huh? It's, I'll, I'll spoil this one. It's coming back. Oh. Yeah, it's coming back. All right. There you go. Do you uh, put a timestamp so you have to. No, Edit no. that out or that beer is dope. Uh, what happened with Mastodon Wine Oak Lab? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Chill, bro. Stop asking Chill. questions. Chill, bro. Uh, just keep. I'll say Mastodon has a new album coming out. Yeah. October 29th. It's going to be dope. And he doesn't know Chris and I have heard it. It's for awesome. No reason, They're folks. playing Boston on November 18th. Oh, jeez. Wang Theater, you should go. John, you, you were buying us tickets the other night. Keep buying tickets. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I'll buy us tickets to that. I, I said we had a bunch of surprises. That's it. That's, that's all, all you're going to know. That's all I'm going to say. I did just buy some a small, yeah, yeah. Some, some gigantic. Some gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, ho- hopefully someone, well played, someone, sir. Well someone played. revisits that. Yep. Yep. Somewhere gigantium. Chill, bro. <laughs> chill. Just chill, bro. I did just buy his tickets to Frozen Soul and Sangosagabog when I was super drunk the other night. I, I, text, text. I texted him at one in the morning. I was like, we're going to see Frozen Soul and Vomit Forth and Sanguasagabog on oh, December 7th. November 18th. November 18th. Wang Theater. Let's go see Mastodon, everybody. Yeah. I'm in. I'm Mastodon, down. It's Mastodon, Opeth, and Zeal and Ardor. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, I'm so Opeth. down for that. Maybe Troop. <laughs> I love Mastodon, too, but I love Opeth. Yeah, I'm so that down for that. More than I can chew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just, yeah. Wow, these questions are insanely, insanely accurate. Yeah, very specific, people aren't they? Attention, I'm just saying. Who, who are these people? Uh, next one from uh, one of our day one homies, Tedes. Tedes. Big shouts to Tedes. What is your single favorite flavor in beer? Uh... uh. Green, I don't have the green, Jeopardy music. Greenness. Uh, not booze. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Boozy flavor. Uh, crackery. I don't know. <laughs> Crackers. Uh, hops. I don't know. Horse blanket. Yeah, horse blanket. Horse blanket. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, we talk about this a lot. Oh, what the fuck is it? Oh, crushed gooseberry. Crushed gooseberries. Oh, oh. No one in the brewery has ever had one or smelled one or seen one. I, and we all say it every time there's a certain hop because someone else said it. I'm a big dingus hop guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah dingus. dingus. I about dingus That hops. sounds gross yeah. and dirty. Yeah. That's we a good have, one. We have this uh, idea one day, like when we're just tied writing write-ups for New England IPAs, we're just going to like, we have a list of hops that are made up. <laughs> Go to. Yeah. And dingus is one of them. Yeah. Oh, we should do... Uh, Next time, well, we can't do it with Kenny because now he'll know. The next time I'm going to have any, anyone beer related on, you know, I don't know. We didn't do a game with you last time, did we? Yeah, you did. did, we? did we have a good, weed versus, well, we have oh, a weed versus beer. Yeah, okay, yeah, we did weed versus beer. Fucking weeks. We should do a game. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a game right now. Game I, gotta that build, was, I have to build a game. I took a week to prepare. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, we could do a game with like real hop versus fake hop and we could use some of your fake hop names. That would be good. Yeah. I like uh, ours are pretty rough. The dingus crop from 2021 is, <laughs> it was, was, it was hitting oh, differently. Yeah. Dank. Yeah. <laughs> it was very dank. <laughs> I wish we had the list. Of, yeah. Um, yeah, I have my game show music I haven't gotten to use in a while. That'd be good. Uh, one from JoJo Mark II. Uh, give us more Mind Crawler. Uh, agreed. Agreed? Agreed. Yeah, that's one of my favorites. So you haven't agreed, but not a. Don't worry, bro. It's coming out. It's different. Chill, bro. Yeah. We just Chill, brewed, bro. We just we just it. it yeah, yeah, that just came out. out a few weeks ago, right? I'm, yeah. I have to buy a TV every time you put that beer out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Do people throw things in the existing think, TV? Let's yeah, break them. I think we found a couple doubles that we like a lot, and I think that'll come in rotation more. Yep. yep. That was a very cool one. Yeah. Uh, one from Dragonaut Brew. This is uh, my buddy that works for uh, Craft Brewers Guild. Uh. I like his name, Dragon. <laughs> yeah, he's into a lot of like, uh, he's in a lot of cool stuff. Cool. He's uh, going to a bunch of those shows with us, actually. Yep. Yep. Both of the ones are coming to recently. I bet he'll go to Mastodon, too. November 18th. When you November 18th. Oh, Pat's <laughs> Elon Ardor. Uh, will they make a Halloween beer? Good question. Uh, I mean, Splatterhouse. I mean, Splatterhouse and 
the annual. Yeah, we do have an IPA that we do every Halloween. Okay. Uh, reservations at Dorcia. It's not a surprise. It's just one we do every year. Fair enough. But yeah, we're actually brewing that this week. So Excellent. Dorcia, so there's uh, We did, and we haven't done it since we've done it, the, um, the Brown Ale? Nightmare on Wood Road. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that I think that one uh, we'd probably tweak a little, but I'd be stoked to re revisit that for sure. I am always apprehensive about doing holiday themed beers because if they don't sell, all the I mean it's it's just like yeah yeah if they if you send any out and like you're going down a yeah I would love to see Rami have a crack at that label though yeah yeah one from uh, Del Boner uh, what's harder creating the physical beer or coming up with a name. For the said beer. The beer. Brewing the beer. Uh, brewing the beer. I'm going to well, disagree with you on that one. Because no. when we have the beer brewed and we're like, what are we? what is the name? You want to name a beer right now? Yeah, let's do it. We have a, a dark lager in a tank. Yeah. And we always take our time with those these beers because like, oh, we don't have, it's no we rush. Got weeks. We got and months. then the day of when we need it, we're like, fuck. Dark lager. Yeah. Dark lager. That's tough. It's a collab with Divine Barrel. Huh. Right now, the only the only name on the table is your cop, which is the, <laughs> from the department. If you're, it's, it's if you're a cop, you're gonna tell me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome, but it's not gonna be that. Yeah, I wish it would be that. What was the, what was the Norm name we had on the way up here? Can't remember. Oh, yeah, rest in peace, Norm McDonald. Yeah, oh shit! Yeah. yeah, oh yeah. Well, that's yeah. it. There Fucked was something up. we were talking about on the way over here. We're getting through in the that's crazy. Like Son Gregorio, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gregorio. It was something from that the moth joke. Never mind. But yeah, I don't know. For me, it's the names. But yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes they're fun. Sometimes they're good. yeah. If we have the name before we have the beer, and then the like, it's way easier. If we yeah. have the beer, so do you brew the beer to the name, or do you? You know, it's different. Like yeah. sometimes we have like our idea we want to brew. And then we put it on the schedule because we're excited about it. But then we're like, fuck, what do we call it? And then other times we'll have this name we've had. And then we're like, what could we do? What, what to makes bro- this fit the would, name? Like, yeah. then it becomes more of a story. Um, it's tough, tougher for us, or at least for me, going the other way. And we have a beer and then we have to tie the story into it or whatever. So we usually try to have the name ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But That's a good question, though. And an interesting answer. Well done. The boner. The boner. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what the name of this dark logger ends up being. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not feeling very creative right now. We'll two and a half hours in. <laughs> Have they said anything? Which is harder. Have they proposed? They, they're the ones who came up with your cup. Oh, okay. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm bored with that name. <laughs> well, we already did the uh, departed. Yeah. It's true. Citizens Trust. Um. Any fruit smoothie style beers yes. coming down the pipeline? Yes. yes. Love it. Love it all. <laughs> That's a couple. Couple on the way. Yeah. Another one from Del Boner. Uh, that covers the questions we had. Wow. Right. Cool. cool. Those are actually. Thanks for asking. Yeah, pretty in depth. You guys have anything else you want to plug or mention while we're here? And, uh, um, second wind's coming up. Second over. wind, little Boston, about three weeks from now. Yep, second one, Little yeah, Boston. Um, you know, when you're listening to this, this week is the four-year anniversary of the Widowmaker Brewery. Um, Saturday, there's a bunch of great releases. There's a bunch of great food trucks throughout the week. You can find them uh, on social media at Widowmaker Brew at most places, right? Yes, sir. Uh, thank 
all of you guys for coming in. Uh, Chris, Ryan, and Kenny from Second Wind. Uh, it was a very awesome uh, time. I and- to mention this, that Chris actually owns... A portion second, of second portion. Wind. I don't like to brag. Yeah, the way about you said it, it sounded like all three of us, but technically it's only two of us. Yeah. Because Chris won one six of the company in a game of shuffleboard. shuffleboard. No way, really? Yeah, I don't like to brag about the it. Fuck you I did. Like to, I, <laughs> that's a whole podcast. I, that's that awesome. Happen? I look at myself as more of a silent partner. I like to let them do what they do, and then I, you know, I'm just there to come in and them. just drop the hammer yeah. when you need to. Yeah. Wow. That's, a that's of, wild. Yeah, it's a man of power. I right didn't bring it up yeah. when the early talk of shuffleboard, but I just, you know, I just. I like to see. He's really humble about it. He's just sat back there. Um, yeah, it's just one of, yeah, one of, one of the <laughs> many companies I own. I understand. Yeah. Via Shuffleboard. He is yeah. a very Mowgli looking person. Yeah. I'm oh, I, sc- yeah, I scream entrepreneur. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Kenny, you should come on sometime and uh, hang out with us and it'd be a good time. For sure. Cool. We'll line uh, it up. We'll all be there. Yep. We'll make it happen. <laughs> you can bring, bring Ryan and Chris with you. Yeah. We'll get, we'll get a couple more mics. It'd be great. We can, uh, we can, can no we, more mics, no more mics. No we can, st- we can stick someone up in the, in the corner over here with our pal Chuck. Uh, all right. That's going to call it for tonight. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Please, uh, fucking smash that like button, annihilate that subscribe button, leave comments, leave comments, tell your friends. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Check out uh Widowmaker brew, uh, for your anniversary festivities all this week. Thanks everybody for listening.